Thanks for listening to another episode of SNTR Presents. If you want to support this podcast directly, you can go to anchor.fm slash SNTR Presents to support it with a paid membership. You can do the same thing on my main channel at SNTRlive.com where all the videos get posted. As always, enjoy the episode. Hey, thanks for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. And in this episode, we'll be covering the New World Closed Beta launch, talking about the details, why some people think this might be a good game. They might have a hit on their hands. There's also some concerns and some criticisms based on the previous playable versions. We will be diving into this later today. If you like the talk show, we do that in the mornings and we do gameplay in the afternoons. Now, we will also be covering... Apex Legends new character Seer announced yesterday by Respawn. We'll be taking a look at any of the news reports coming out about the new character. Hit to launch was Season 10. And Cyberpunk 2077, a new round of DLC leaks based on data mining in the game. Data mining just continuing to discover all sorts of interesting things about Cyberpunk. Now, if you're interested in any of those sections... I use timestamps in the description whenever I cover them. If you if you come later and I'm already live, the, the timestamp should be there for you to go back and watch. We also do Q&A throughout the stream about the various subjects, and that is something you can take advantage of as a paying member if you'd like to have your questions show up on screen and be part of the interactive show that we do every single day. Also, typically at the end, we sort of let that Q&A get into a more personal, more AMA, you know, area. I'm debating and thinking through and brainstorming doing a more personal channel in addition to a lot of what we're doing. Now, if you if you missed yesterday or you're not aware, we make the content really, really easy to engage with. Yesterday, we covered the Ubisoft announcement of the brand new game, which we now know is called X Defiant. I I believe we'll probably lead with that as an opinion topic maybe tomorrow, not really sure. I have my own thoughts about the game, about free-to-play, who's their target market, is this game already in a rough spot just from the way that they couched it and described it. If you want to see my reaction, the live reveal is there. Now, leading up to that live reveal, we covered more than just the Ubisoft uh, you know, announcement. We talked about the Steam Deck versus Scalpers. That's kind of a big thing right now. What's going on with that? eBay has actually removed a lot of listings of the Steam Deck because they don't abide by the TOS. You have to be able to ship something within 30 days of the listing, and that's obviously not going to happen for a lot of the people putting those Steam Decks up. We also talked about Rainbow Six Extraction delayed. That game was set to launch in September, one month after the launch of Aliens Fireteam. So Aliens Fireteam breathing a bit of a sigh of relief, I think. They're similar games. They're they're obviously very different, but at the same time, they offer a similar gameplay idea. And Rainbow Six, obviously an established franchise that has been doing very well as of late, is going to probably get a lot of pull, and that's going to give Aliens Fireteam you know, a little bit of room to breathe. So that's what the timestamps look like. Now, when I'm still live, they're not clickable, but they're clickable uh, once I'm no longer streaming if you want to jump to those sections. And this was a shorter stream. The Ubisoft reveal 
we watched it and kind of broke it down for a little bit after. Uh, last night, I said I wasn't expecting to cover this. I wasn't. I was not expecting to cover New World this early. I, I thought we were going to end up having to cover this uh, quite a bit later, but the closed beta launches today. All I had to do was pre-order the game to get access. Now, that's not me endorsing this game and telling you to pre-order, okay? I, I, I don't do that. I tell people, wait, use content creators, use YouTube, use Twitch. There's plenty of people playing this game today. I did remark yesterday, I'm a little concerned at the number of people being paid to promote the game ahead of time and then also stream it. I'm always a little leery of that. Uh, There's nothing wrong with YouTubers and streamers being paid to play a game. It's a very, very great marketing funnel. Makes a lot of sense. But when the press is so hard pushed leading up to a closed beta, I do get a little worried. I mean, I'm seeing pictures of merch and swag, and there have been plenty of games that did this. Lawbreakers did this. Borderlands 3 did this. They kind of go crazy in the lead up getting all of the buy-in from the content creators because it's good for business, okay? I'll be honest, when I was getting a lot of that stuff and swag and early access, it's really good. You get great impressions on your Twitter, you grow, you get followers. So I'm a little concerned at the hard, hard push and the game isn't even out yet. Now, we've been hearing that they've made a lot of changes since the last time the game was playable and sort of reviewable by people. And we are hearing from people that like RPGs that it's good, it's got promise. So, I'm not writing this game off. I'm not being paid a dime to cover it. I spent my own money to pre-order it. So, I'm not going to hold back if I feel like the game has shortcomings or problems. And that, you can always come to the website, or the channel, I mean, and SNTR Presents is the talk show. Right underneath it is the gameplay. You can see no gameplay yesterday from Friday was last week, but today we will be diving into the closed beta this afternoon. Hopefully the servers don't have any issues, so we're able uh, to enjoy checking it out. I booted up this morning, make sure it was running, make sure my settings were set correctly for good capture. So I would encourage you, if you're interested in this game, to watch a variety of content creators. There's nothing wrong with watching somebody who's sponsored, but maybe watch somebody who didn't get sent a thousand different things to show off on Twitter and is getting a nice little check to play the game. Again, I've been there. It's great. Good for them and it's good for business. But make sure you're kind of spreading your exposure to the game out so you're not getting you know one shade of color here. I found a really good review where they said they feel like the game has potential, but they did have some issues with some absent features in the game and some things about it that seemed to not be landing that well. So it looked like that review was one that I you know I was kind of using today to establish my talk about it. So make sure you're here for that if you're interested. Now, every day, we we, we try to echo these things. There's a variety of ways to support the stream. We've we've got a, a lot of different things we've been trying to do with the stream, and the question command got a lot of use yesterday. So thank you to all the paying members. As soon as we showed the question and answer section, man, it just took off like a rocket. We got a lot of people submitting questions. It was some really, really great discussions. And you get to sort of dictate what we end up talking about with your questions. If you guys jump in first thing when the stream starts and you start hammering away with questions, 
I'm going to dive in. I'm not going to hold back. It's your show as much as it is mine, and that's a great way for us to have that back and forth. And then that way, if you're like, I'm not really interested in the Apex Legends new character, maybe you're a big cyberpunk fan. That allows you to drive that conversation. So if you don't have a membership yet, you can use the join button or the join command in chat. Consider becoming a member. That's one of the benefits. You can also use our Discord. They just did a community game night the other night in Halo Master Chief Collection. So if you're looking for people to play games with, whether it's Halo, Elder Scrolls Online, No Man's Sky, we have ways for you to connect in there as long as you're a paying member and have access to those extra rooms. Today's shirt is a pretty cool Mega Man shirt that we got from 80s Tees. Use that shirt command. It'll take you to the video game collection over there, but you can use code LONO on any of the shirts. We are down to the final 12 bags of Rageous Roast Light Roast. Uh, we the, the Light Roast is literally on a skid getting ready to be shipped for me, the re-up, but freight isn't super fast so if you're wanting to get your you know your coffee re-upped or try it for the first time be sure to submit your order 10 bags left they might be gone uh today use the coffee commander go to rageousroast.com dark roast we we had another snag and it's not going to be here as soon as we wanted it to obviously we are doing everything we can to rectify that we've got a couple of ideas we're going to brainstorm with the coffee company to ensure that we can maybe mitigate some of these waiting periods some of this is out of our hands logistics and shipping right now across the globe is just crazy i had something coming from australia and it got just held in cincinnati for a couple of days this is just kind of a situation that we're dealing with and we're doing everything we can to make sure that when you order it you're getting your label printed within 24 to 48 hours and we're dropping it off and shipping it to you very very quickly that's something people have really responded well to which we're very proud of that after the big delay from the pre-orders of the coffee early this year we really focused on making sure that those things are shipped to you very very quickly you're going to get coffee at a price and a speed faster and 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 rated right i think at a great price point comparable to almost anybody i don't think you're ordering coffee from anybody and getting it this fast because we're a small operation my wife and kids obviously help out so you're supporting me and my family uh and putting my kids to work anytime you order some so we greatly appreciate everybody who's been supporting the stream one of the easiest ways to support the stream is just be here in the morning when we start 8 30 is the target start time i know i I've, I've been struggling with that i record these videos so i can have a bit of an intro get my wife's coffee made and kind of have the stream start without you sitting and listening to music so the actual video just immediately starts I do think that that's better, so we've been working on that. But when you're here right at the beginning and you smash like and you get the chat going, super helpful. I've got my reminder here. We'll have a poll going this morning, probably about New World, gauging interest in the audience about it. So look for that in the chat. It might get pushed up any time now, usually right at the tail end of this. I'm trying to push that poll up to get your guys' sort of opinion on something. This New World game I I think it has potential, but again, it's another Amazon game, and the last one didn't go so well, so we'll see if they can't pull it off. We'll be diving in today. Lots of great discussions and back and forth, I'm sure. Thanks so much for being here. Target the first 100 likes. If you haven't smashed like yet, do it. If we've already hit 100 likes, go for 200. If you're not subscribed to the channel yet, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button. We have a great talk show every single day, Monday through Friday. It's safe for work. 
folks throw me on in the background like radio and then I'm really excited about the gameplay we're bringing to the channel more and more you might even get a little sample of an indie title today that way we can kind of get that on screen get it recorded and then throw it over to gaming if you're not supporting SNTR gaming and SNTR shorts you should really consider doing so especially if you can't be here every day the SNTR shorts channel is a fantastic way for you to get a consistent stream of uploads little four minute videos covering all the different topics the reveal of X Defiant Rainbow Six Extraction Delay everything we covered yesterday it's already hitting that channel and that's a great way for you to not have to go back through the past broadcast if you don't want to or if it's just easier for you to have a backlog of uploads we make that available to you and then SNTR Gaming is going to start to receive uploads we think we're going to start to kind of mix it up over there we'll still do Friday nights with Hilly we love that stream on Friday nights so make sure you're subscribed to SNTR Gaming if Friday nights at 8pm Eastern is a good time for you to kick back with some drinks make sure you're subbed to SNTR Gaming and then we're going to start to do these shorter new game uploads over there it's a little bit easier maybe to do that than for me to try to go over there and live stream we're going to experiment with it a lot of people have kept their memberships over there they like their joystick they like the badger emote and we don't want to neglect that channel so don't worry I've got some things planned this week that death's door indie title maybe even a little bit of Chris Tales even though that's not usually the type of game I like to play, just to feed that channel some great content for you to sample. There's a lot of games always coming out, and we want to make sure we give you guys the goods. All right, so I'll be live on the mic in just a second, this little intro to get the warm-up for chat, like button, and all the things. We're going to have a great day, guys. I'll see you in just a second. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you guys for giving us a nice strong start. Get us those 100 likes. Well over 200 folks already here in the door. And we weren't, I was not planning on covering this game. We weren't, uh, I I didn't know they were going to let it be. It's funny, you hear the, you hear closed beta. And the first thing I think is you're going to need to be invited, right? You're, you're going to need to be like on a list or whatever. And I was seeing all these content creators, you know, going crazy and, and tweeting about the game. And I was like, ah, oh, there's no way we're getting in, you know? And then someone's like, oh, you just have to pre-order it. You just have to pre-order it. And then you're, you're, uh, you're able to play and stream and everything else. So what's good feed So we will be diving in this afternoon and checking out the game. We'll be talking about this morning along with Apex Legends got a new character announcement. More cyberpunk leaks about DLC. So we've, we've got a full morning before we even dive into the game. Uh, Hawk in chat is asking, how does the coffee taste? So Hawk1 is asking for testimonials about the Rageless Roast coffee. We are again, as I said, down to like the final like 12, 10 or 12 bags or something. Um, okay, thanks. Boom. Uh, invite hopefully makes it easier. I didn't get an invite. Is that what that is? I am not. Oh, add to calendar. Okay, there. There we go. So I don't. I also have a haircut today. I have all sorts of stuff going on. I'm busy, like, 
in a good way. Thanks, Mama. Uh, yo, good morning, Big Mad Mo. How are you? Velez says it's fire and I don't even like coffee. ADJC says the coffee is worth the price. It's a deal. Hey, I made it. Yay, Apex talk finally. Yeah, they, they released this trailer yesterday about Seer. Brand new character coming for season 10 in Apex Legends. Uh, it tastes great. Doesn't mess with my stomach. It's good. Uh, Lumber Lumberstone likes it black. It's good black in my opinion. Hilly says it's awful. It doesn't dissolve in water. It got stuck in my teeth. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't melt. It doesn't melt. For those of you that are like, what in the world does that even mean? Um, doesn't melt. Zero out of ten. We had somebody who had only ever had instant coffee, and they bought my coffee. And uh, it's it's ground coffee, and they put it in their water like it was instant coffee. And they're like, why is it not melting? And I was like, melting? What? <laughs> it was so It was so confusing. I started responding as if it should melt. But then I was like, wait a minute. You're supposed to brew it. What do you mean melt? It was pretty funny. Um. Big Mad Mo says, it's the only coffee I drink when I do drink it. Well, thank you. Uh, Rageous Roast is very good quality. I order from various online coffee places as a sub. I found Rageous Roast excellent. My preference is toward darker roast as it is my wife. Uh, as is my wife, but it's low acid and tasty. Clear Night, I really i am hoping we can get the dark roast here faster than they're telling us that we just continue to hit snags, both with logistics and with just scaling. Like, we're putting in really big orders, and so that's good. That's good for us. It's good for you guys. We'll have a bunch of coffee on hand, but it's created a few snags here and there. So, and uh, like quickly drinking my breakfast shake here. Instant coffee still exists. When my wife and I stay with one of her uh, one of her sets of grandparents, I-, I couldn't believe it. The one day, I was like, "What is he doing?" He was like taking a mug and putting the instant coffee in the water and like putting it in the microwave I was like what is happening right now oh my ugh you know what they tell you about not coming until August it, we, they, we're having it looked into we're having it looked into there we're we are going we have some ideas on how to streamline this and then we're going to talk with them about how to avoid what's been happening and it's just one of those things where what we need they're so good at and what they do it's not like you can just go somewhere else you know if I was ordering shipping bags that were trash or taking too long to get to me what would I do I would just find another supplier right I just I see some shipping bags you can't really do that with people that are going to roast, bag, and label coffee. That's not, they, they, there's not, every Tom, Dick, and Harry isn't open in that business, right? So, we, and it's too good. It's like, well, we got to figure this out, you know? Some of it has been logistical. Like, it's not in their control. As I said in my intro, I have something shipping to me from Australia, and it just sat in Cincinnati for a couple of days, right? Just sat in Cincinnati with a couple of days for a couple of days. No, no reason. Just logistics right now is a nightmare. Whether you ship FedEx, UPS, USPS, this was DHL. 
DHL, it cleared on Friday, got there, was good to go, and then just held it over the weekend just because. You know what I mean? Did they have a specific way to roast their beans and do uh, and do all their stuff? I'm, I'm not actually sure the exact roasting process. I just know they told us they could flavor match, and I got that bag of Rageous Roast when they sent it to us. I smelled it, and I was like, oh, gosh, they nailed it. I could tell. I could instantly sell. Yeah, it was Ratchet who was melting the coffee. I was like, oh, they nailed it. My first cup, I was like, this is it. This is the Rageous Roast. And my and my wife and I never agree on coffee. We never agree on coffee. And so she, back when we first started getting Rageous Roast with the other company, she was like, I actually like it. Her and I usually have our own coffee in the house. She's got hers and I've got mine. And I make my cup in the morning and then I make her cup uh, after and so she was like I like it so when this flavor match showed up from this company we were like we both liked it and I knew I knew instantly that they had nailed the they had nailed the flavor so shipping companies are beyond max capacity since the sickie we are short 80,000 drivers in the US that's insane I, I I think that's why UPS just got out of the freight business they're like we don't we're not interested this is a friggin' nightmare. They just sold their freight division to some other company. They were, were just like, we're out. We're done. We don't want to do it anymore, you know? Oh. Almost like, I need my glasses cleaner cloth thing. Very cool. Must have taken a couple tries to get it right. Actually, they only sent me one bag. They only sent me one bag. Snatchy, one a viewer, he still had an unopened bag of Rageous Roast. So did JSTOCK. And both of them had offered to ship it. But Snatchy could, like, get to the post office, like, that afternoon. I was like, all right, Snatchy, do it. So I gave Snatchy the address of where to send it. And they sent me the first bag they sent me. I was like, this is it. This is exactly how it's supposed to taste. So they had a bag of original Rageless Roast, and they just flavor matched it. In the UK, we have to move. We have more folk doing this now than any time. Hmm. Wish I could enjoy your coffee, but my Keurig is broken. Oh no! You kind of like RDJ without glasses. What? I look like RDJ when my glasses are off. I don't. I don't see it. I mean, I'll take the compliment. I love that guy. Obviously, we have similar, we have similar like hairstyles and beards, but he wears glasses, doesn't he? I don't think I look like him. I've been told I look like if you go if you go look at the movie Serpico, like a uh, young Pacino when Pacino had a beard. I've been told I look like a young Pacino, and I see it. I go look at that Serpico like box art, and I'm like, oh yeah, that does kind of look like me. Like our beards grow in a similar way. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, facts, yeah, I don't see it, I don't see it, I mean, I'll take the compliment, I've had people tell me, I've had people tell me Gerard Butler, like a young Gerard Butler, and I'm like, what the frick, I've had two different people tell me that, they don't even know each other, I was like, what on earth, it's like, no, a young Pacino is the only one I've ever been able to see, that's the only one, if you go look at, if you look at, um, if you look at the Serpico like box cover, uh, you can kind of see it. It was a, and I didn't know it. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, if you look at the old Serpico, like this picture here, 
Like, I see it. I can see it. I, lo- I look a little bit like that. You can take my glasses off, and if I styled my hair that way, he's got, like, bangs or whatever. Um, but I've been told I look like everybody, especially when you have long hair. Yo, George, with a $10 tip through Super Chat. Good morning, afternoon, evening, my friends. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I th- th- Whenever I had long hair, people are like, you look like this person. I'm like, why? Because I have long hair? Basically, if someone has long hair and a beard, you look like them when you have long hair and a beard. Like, you look like everybody. You know what I mean? So... <clears throat> you look like me? Yeah, see? I look like you. I look like Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah. I actually can see that. You know what I mean? I, I look a little bit like Will Smith. We have we have very similar uh, bone structure. <laughs> uh, I want a reality show. I just want a reality show of Will Smith going around and making fun of Jaden. Like, that, that, that little short that I saw of him messing with Jaden when he was trying to film that water commercial. Oh my gosh. I was like, this is the greatest. This is it. This is why Will Smith is so successful. This is just him. He's just naturally very funny. He's good. He's quick on his feet. Especially when somebody's messing with their kid, dude. I loved it. I thought this is so funny. There's a reason this man has a, has such a long-standing and successful career. Uh, he's just funny. Charming. Ah, uh, you'll really dig New World. I played the alpha for a bit. The combat combat is right up your alley. Yeah, somebody somebody already submitted a question. The combat was one of the things I took an interest in because it's one of the things everybody highlights in their reviews. It's it's every every time I read a review they highlight the combat and how they're attempting to make, you know, make it a little bit different. Now, we have a poll in chat right now if you guys haven't taken it. Are you interested in playing New World? All right. Not a lot of votes just yet. So cast your vote if you're here in the chat. It's a 50-50 shot. So half the audience says yes and half the audience says no. People who don't have long hair or beards thinks that everyone who does looks like Jesus. I got that I looked like Jesus, which doesn't make any sense. Um, I'm like, really? You, you think he was light-complected? Okay. And then I get told that I looked like Desmond from Lost. I got told there were wrestlers that I looked like. I'm like, I'm 5'6". I'm 150 pounds soaking wet. I don't look like any wrestler. <laughs> wrestlers are always gigantic people. They're huge. I have no idea what New World even is, which is why I said no on the poll. Well, there you go. Yeah, Aviator Jesus. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, Aviator Jesus. You look like Peter Dinklage. Yeah, I've never been told that one. (laughs) Uh, No shade to Peter Dinklage, but I'm not as short as him, okay? Like, I know that might be a short joke, which that, interestingly enough, that's a short joke about me, but inadvertently, you're 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 probably offending somebody by making fun of Peter Dinklage's stature. So, although he probably is used to it and doesn't care, <laughs> he's like whatever. Hugh Jackman, yeah, no, no, Hugh Jackman is an absolute 
full meal dish. I am like an appetizer that fell on the floor. <laughs> Not even remotely close, dude. Friggin' Hugh Jackman is just, he is, he is very nice. Uh, but, you know, I, I'll take the compliment if somebody wants to compliment me like that. But I, 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 I know the truth. I know the truth. <laughs> I, can, I can see myself. I'm, I'm a streamer. I know what I look like. I know what I look like. <laughs> I don't look like that tall drink of water. That super talented, triple threat, Australian beauty. Oh, my. That smile, you know. My girlfriend's gone back to work this week after 14 months uh, off. There you go. You know what I mean? There you go. I'm looking after her on her own fully for the first time in 14 months. Oh, you have your daughter. Okay. Oh, my. Well, 14 months. Come on. This is the first time you've been on your own and the baby's over a year old? Freaking what? A cane? Shut up. You're at this point... You just have to make sure they don't die. That's it. That's all you have to do. It's not like they're one month old. You're out of the woods. You, you're you out of the woods. You know, it was the first time. You're fine. 14 months. You know, that baby's like a rubber ball, man. Durable. It'll always bounce back. You know, you got no concerns, man. <laughs> I tell you, our kids were born big. We have fat babies, like eight or nine pounds both times. Well, not eight or nine, like upper eight pounders, like big old loaf of a child, just boom. My son was heavy. He was heavy when he came out. Big old fat babies. He might have been a, was he a 10 pound baby? My daughter might have been nine. They were huge. And so, and they both held their head up, like, out of the womb, they were like ready to go. My kids were just like, nah, I've got it figured out. It's fine, right? And so I remember whenever people would hold them, they'd be like extra cautious with their head like, oh, grab the head. I'm like, no, not this baby. You you grab some babies and you're like, do they have any bones or they just made a string on the inside? They're just like flopping around, you know? little teeny babies oh i i i'm terrified i that i get nervous i'm like oh my goodness i'm gonna i'm gonna hurt it i'm gonna drop it or squeeze it too hard or something little babies i get like nervous around i i would i would i would prefer a big fat baby you know big old healthy fat baby because man those little ones they i get scared i'm like oh no like my arms don't work right. Like, my forearm is too long, and then this part's too short, so you're, like, awkwardly holding a big old baby. You just flop it on your chest. You're just like, bam. You're like, I got this. No problem. Your boy was 13 pounds. Your friggin' poor wife gave birth to a toddler. Gee, many Christmas. Um... Your recent order is being shipped with Estes. Track the delivery. Who the frick is Estes? What? One letter from being a terrible name. All right. I didn't want to pick my sister's daughter when she came into this world for the exact reason. Yeah, tiny babies, man. They're scary. How big was Stinks? He was 10-something, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all so proud of you. 10, 10, 8? And sh- what was she? 
What was she? She was 810. Sorry, I said 10 8. 10 14. So my daughter was 810. You know, she was she was she wasn't 9. She's up there. She's close to a 9-pound baby, right? And my son was 1014. Just a freaking monster baby. Somebody had a 13-pounder. Sorry, babe. Anytime you Estes is a freight company. Oh, that's how they're shipping the coffee. I just deleted the text. I assumed that it was spam. They'll email me the real tracking. I don't. I'm not gonna use a freaking text message to track a shipment. I get spam every day. You know. Hey, Senator Razor fam, what's good, Snow? How are you? That gotta hurt. Well, both our kids were were C-sections, so you know that's painful in in its own way. That's its own form of pain, but not in the way that you think, right? Different kind of pain in recovery. I was eight pounds when I was born. I was also born prematurely. I'd have been far bigger. Your freaking mom was grazing a moose. Jeepers, eight pounds and you were premature. You were gonna easily cross over into the ten pound land, dude. Thirteen pounds, right? 13 pounds, like, that's not a baby. That's a toddler. I would expect that infant to come out and be able to speak. Like, why are you so big? What were you doing in there? What were you doing? Were you bench Were you bench pressing and doing chin-ups on your umbilical cord? Why are you this big? You know? 7 pounds, 4 ounces. Put her through 72 hours of labor. Yeah, when you're in the six and seven pound range and you take a long time to come out, yeah, your mom your mom was angry with you. I mean, she has every right, you know. You get up into the eight and nine pound range, it makes sense for that baby not to come out super fast. You're down in six, seven pound land, dude. Get the frick out here. You know? More like, what were they fed? Yeah, really, really, it's your mom's fault. That's something you should tell her around the holidays. Be like, remember how I was a fat baby? I was watching a streamer, and he said it was your fault. He said you probably ate like a hog. (laughs) That'll make for a great Christmas. Hey, Mom, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, you said I was like a 13-pound baby. What in the frick were you eating? (laughs) That'll that'll be a good holiday. That'll be a good holiday discussion for you. I uh, That'll really set the table. (laughs) Heaviest baby was 7. 14, I was happy they weren't bigger. Yeah, when they're tiny, it's scary. When they're fat, it's like holy moly. My kids were in a good in a good place. Like they were healthy. My son was heavier than he probably should have been because they get you there early for the C-section and they put my wife on fluids. They're pumping her and the baby full of fluids. So my son came out. He looked like a little Buddha. It was like, oh my gosh, he's like almost swollen. Well, he loses all that water weight in the first 24 to 48 hours. And like, he's lost a lot of weight. I'm like, we were literally here for 12 hours before you did anything because we weren't an emergency. It was a scheduled thing. So we kept getting bumped. When you're there and you're you're not in, in need of help, they don't care. You just get triaged right down the list. Just dunk, 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 dunk. I was like, well, of course he lost a bunch of weight. You pumped him full of water like a steak at Walmart. Like, what the frick? Like, he, 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 it was all water weight. So they made, a, they made a stay 
like an extra day. I was furious. I asked to speak to like the lady in charge. I was very unhappy. I was like, this is this is uncalled for. You're stressing my wife out. Like, I was ticked. But there's nothing you can do. They play on that. They play on that fear card, you know? Oh, well, if you go home, something goes wrong, you know? And then you're like, fine, we'll stay. You know what I'm saying? Like, they play that parental fear card. They don't even have to push very hard. All they've got to do is say, like, one sentence. Well, right now, this is what we think, and this is what our procedures are, and we just, we prefer that the baby be here instead of at home, just in the event that anything happens. That's all they have to say. That freaking nurse witchcraft, they, like, walk away, and you're like, ah, dang it, we should stay. Like, it's like some kind of witch, like, it's like some kind of nurse voodoo, you know? They teach them that. It's like, you should you should be a negotiator, right? When someone's gonna do something terrible, just bring this lady in and she'll convince them not to do it, you know? And they won't even understand what happened. They won't even know why. Yeah, the umbilical cord wrapped around your neck. Yeah, I think my brother had that. Uh, he came out blue or something, you know? Jedi mind trick? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What's wrong with that? Seems like they're looking out for the baby. Well, it's procedure, right? So, hospitals do this all the time. They don't want to get sued. So, they have procedure. If a baby loses a certain amount of its weight in the first couple of days, they hammer into your brain, feed, 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 feed the baby, right? feed the baby. They hammer that into your head. Why? Weight gain is very important for a young child, but it's also very normal for a baby to lose a significant amount of weight in those first couple of days because in this case, like I said, they pumped him full of fluids. So it was, it was like, well, of course, of course he did. We, we, what do you, what do you mean? Um, and so it was like, this is just your procedure. He's fine. He's eating like he's not sick. He doesn't have any symptoms, right? <clears throat> we, we're we going to stay here for a day, and then we're going to go home anyway. That was my point. It was like, he's not <clears throat> he's not having complications. He's not having any of the things that would make you be concerned. Labored breathing or anything with his heart. It's like, he was gigantic when he came out, and he's lost some weight. And you're like, oh no, what do we do? So, and we're trying to breastfeed. We we did breastfeed, but at the time, you're like, you're trying to get that going, and that's stressful in its own right. And then, uh, and then the, they were like, wanting us to give him, um, formula. So we're basically giving him formula so we can come, we can go home. <laughs> like, we're giving him formula so we can go home. Like, that's basically it. You would, like, I don't, I don't want to give him formula, we? Yeah, we. I got up in the middle of the night and would feed him while she pumped. It was a team effort. You can act like you can act like that's not a team effort when you're trying to get that going. To support and be there and all of that. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna sit here and act like I like it was tough on me. It was tougher on her, but it's a team effort. If you're gonna do that, if you're gonna breastfeed a child 
you both you both gotta be in you're both on that team you know what I mean you're it's not a it's not a one it's not a one person show that's a task getting the supply to come in getting the latch right oh my gosh yeah and then getting up and pumping while I feed and then feeding and it it's not it's not a there's no way you're there's no way you're solo i mean if you can't obviously solo it but it's a team effort it is it's a team effort it's not easy both kids we struggled with that um we my son struggled because he had like a it's like a low level tongue tie and like the dentist went in and burned it out like if you can't stick your tongue out really far you can't you can't um you can't suck like not to sound weird but that's what he could he couldn't stick his if if you would have been able to communicate with him and say stick your tongue out it would have barely come out of his mouth because it was like it was like a a tongue tie like underneath so they they lasered that off and she had to do these little like tongue things with him like to like massage underneath of his tongue who he hated that (laughs) he hated that and she did that so that it wouldn't like grow back boy after they had that done he was he was good to go. And then he had reflux. We got him on medicine, and that kicked that out. That was that was always the most frustrating thing about him as a baby. I was like, he's a happy baby. I was like, something else is going on. It was like, he's totally fine. He's totally happy. And when he lays back, he starts fussing and crying real bad. I was like, I I said, I was like, I'm not a doctor. I said, but I think it's reflux. It's like only happens when he's sitting back in that chair, you know. So she wore him a lot. She, we did baby wearing. Last baby had a tongue tie. He was having difficulty latching. Yeah, yeah. Parenthood's like Destiny Dungeons. You can solo, but it's easier with a fire team. That's right. I mean, props to Snow or any woman that handles all that on your own because it ain't easy. It is not. It is tough. We did the classes and the books and all that, you know. We did it all. So... Did he have a height? No, he didn't have that. No, I don't know what it was. It was just something. It was. It was just. If it, I don't even know what it was. It was if you set him back in like a chair, he would just scream. And we thought maybe he was a mama's boy. Like, oh, he just likes to be held. Mm. No, it was reflux. They put him on that medicine. Boy, he he was instantly different. Like the next day, different. You know what I mean? Eek Cyberpunk DLC at this point it better be free. Well the 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 rumor the rumor and what we're going to be looking at with the article this morning about the Cyberpunk 2077 potential DLC indicated that it should be free. Now I don't know if that's them just saying that it should be or if there's uh if there's something uh, if there's something in the leaks that, that, that is is cluing them into like this would not be something that you're paying money for, right? Um, no, I knew you weren't single, Snow. Not every not every marriage is the same. So, like, some women just charge out there on the battlefield and they handle business on their own. Other times, it's like it's just a good team effort, you know? Getting up together, taking care of it, making sure that, you know, do you need anything? All of that. So, and our life situation allowed for it. I didn't have a job where I was like, you know, needing to get a full night's sleep. You know, I was streaming, so it was like, well, if I'm late to the stream or I'm tired tomorrow, I'll be all right. <laughs> I'm tired today. My, we got family in town staying with us, 
and uh, they they we we gave them our daughter's room because our daughter has a bathroom, so our daughter slept in our room. I don't know about you, I can't sleep when one of my kids is in the room and they're like moving around. I'm like, can you just lay still? Like every time you move, I'm like, what are they doing? Why are they getting up? Are they okay? Oh man, get the frick out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I love my daughter. I do. I love my daughter. I would do anything for her. But when I'm trying to sleep, you get the you get out of here. <laughs> you you it better be an emergency if you're coming in here, which she is actually wonderful. Sleeps through the night. She only comes up and gets you if she really needs you, right? But she's laying on this air mattress. Like every time she moves, I'm like drifting off and then she moves. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> like my eyes shoot open. I can't do it can't relax if I'm not mistaken CD Projekt Red said the first DLCs would be free because of how bad the game state was oh okay okay white breastfed uh couldn't my kids were gremlins oh yeah you gotta get it you can get a guard you can get like a shield if they're uh if they're gremlins hey 10 minutes ago somebody ordered some coffee two bags to dark seraphim Taking us down, I think, to the final countdown. Final 10 bags of coffee. Imagine botching two game releases to the point you have to give all the DLC for both forever for free to try to say sorry. (laughs) Uh, Sleeping with kids is so tough. Oh, if they're in the bed, forget it. I'm not getting any sleep. They're in the bed. She's just on the ground with an she's on the ground with an air mattress, you know. Final ten of the original, yes, final ten of the first batch that we ordered. We put we're submitting we've we're submitting um we're submitting the label for the Frickmas roast, and this gets re-upped, and I believe it shipped today. I believe uh, it shipped today. Better read those notes on the order. My wife reads them to me, Noberto, when she processes the the labels. She's like, do you know so-and-so? Like, she'll say their username, and I'm like, yeah, I know them. They're like, this is what she's like, this is what they say, you know. So we're submitting the labels for the Frickmas blend, so we will have a limited run of a Frickmas blend that should be available for purchase a lot closer to Christmas, probably sometime in November. Um... And the light roast is shipping to me today. And then dark roast, we're obviously trying to uh, stoke those fires, no pun intended. Because that one's not coming when it when we were originally hoping it would be here. There's just all kind of logistical problems right now. We're not the only people in the world that want the service. And like I said, I mean, I had something shipped from Australia and it just sat in Cincy for four days. Like, what? Why? You know what I mean? Hi, how do I get keys, or is the old still counting? I don't know anything about your old key or needing a new key. If you want to go to newworld.com and get their information, I'm sure they have a frequently asked questions. I just pre-ordered the game, and it lets me install the closed beta. So, um, I could be insulting Lono with my coffee orders. What a missed opportunity. What's the Frickmas flavor profile supposed to be? Um... It's it's like a bright seasonal medium roast with its uh, Mexican beans. It's good. It's very very good. We had Nicaraguan and we had Mexican, and I preferred both. My wife and I, even when she didn't know what she was drinking, 
we both preferred the Mexican sourced beans. So they're very good. It's it's got a real bright like seasonal flavor uh, flavor to it. So my old key worked for me, says Mike. I just had to reinstall the New World closed beta from the Steam library. Well, there you go. It opens this afternoon, doesn't it? We're going to go to play this game and them servers are going to crash, dude. Because way more people can play this time. With a hint at get the frick out of here, right? I pre-ordered and canceled a long time ago and they still sent me a key. Oh, really? Well, you know, bank error in your favor, dude. You good to go. You are good to go. Which, which calendar is this? Is it Outlook? Hang on a minute. How do I know? What calendar is that? It's all the way down there. Oh, it's all the way down there. Lono 1981 calendar. Why can't I put it on something else? I don't like that. I feel like an old person, like, trying to figure out technology. How do you get this calendar to work with frickin'... Anyway... If you guys are a paying member and you want to submit questions about any of the topics you see on the screen, the New World Closed Beta, which starts today, we're jumping in, and Apex Legends announced a new character, and Cyberpunk, more data mining showing that there's DLC. Random question for you since my group chat is clowning. Miracle Whip versus Mayonnaise, which is better? See, I'm... I'm going to get myself in trouble if I if I say what I want to say. I'm just kidding. We don't actually have mayo in the house because of, uh, because of the egg allergy. Hellman's has a vegan mayonnaise that we keep in the house. So I'm probably going to traditionally say growing up, I think we had mayonnaise in the house, not Miracle Whip. I don't think we did Miracle Whip. Um... Miracle Whip versus Mayonnaise. I'm trying to remember what my mom kept in the house. Um, Let me look at the... No! No! My mom kept Miracle Whip in the house. I looked at the logo and instantly know. Yeah. Miracle Whip. Growing up, that's what my mom kept in the house. For burgers and stuff. Yeah. And if she made like a... You know... Like a... What would you use mayo in? Like a potato salad? I don't think my mom made potato salad. Miracle Whip is gross. Now, growing up, I didn't use the mayo. I just know that's what was in the house. When I would make a burger growing up, I would do uh, ketchup, mustard, and A1 sauce. That's it. That's all I needed. Maybe lettuce and tomato. Now, as a, now as a, as a dad, I, I put a lot more on there. As a kid, I didn't, you know. Which, we, you know, I made these burgers, and it made a huge difference doing the dry ingredients first. And then we did the egg replacer. Well, not egg replacer. It was flax because we don't keep egg in the house. So we used flax instead of egg. I did that in the Worcestershire. And man, oh, it made a big difference in those burgers. Whew, they're good. Miracle Whip on burgers sometimes and hot link sandwiches. Big Mad Mo, are you, you make me... I feel like you put hot sauce on everything. I just, I just got an instinct. You just put hot sauce on everything. <laughs> Where's the Tabasco, right? I, I just, some people, that's just what they do. They put hot sauce on everything. It's just a gut instinct. Mo's coming over. You better have the hot sauce. You know, I can hear somebody saying that, you know. You're coming over to the, to the, to the cookout, you know. 
Hot sauce is life. You used to? Ah, oh, you getting too old? Was it doing, giving you... I know people that do that. They get stomach ulcers and stuff. They have too much hot sauce. Put it on everything. Eggs, burgers, spaghetti. Hot sauce is the bomb. Mad flavor. I'm not, I'm not a spicy guy. I'm not a hot and spicy guy. You can get Worcestershire sauce in the U.S.? Yeah, Worcestershire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tabasco's awful. Sriracha's the bomb. My wife makes a lo mein with sriracha, and it is fabulous. She uses ramen noodles, sriracha. Oh, the, her lo mein is very good. I like it. The kids are always like, meh, and I'm like, it, like its sauce is spicy. I'm like, just eat your plain noodles and shush. <laughs> Uh, I have, uh, GRD, so only sometimes in the hot sauce. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hot sauce was one of the only condiments we had while on long hiking trips, so don't knock it. Oh, I'm not knocking it. I just don't like it. I'm just not a hot sauce guy, you know? Might as well eat saltines with hot sauce. Yay, might as well. <laughs> I've been on a sriracha mayo kick here lately. Ooh, I bet that's good on a sandwich. Lono isn't a hot and spicy guy. We know that's Hex. Yes, please. Snow, I saw your clip from Purple. And I gotta tell you, I was nervous. <laughs> I was nervous for you. I was like, I this is this is this is the danger zone. <laughs> you got you got you got courage. You are brave you are braver than I, you know. You are far braver than I. I was like, I don't think I could turn the camera on and take that risk, you know? I just don't think I could. I just one you, you just with that platform, everything needs to stay where it's supposed to stay. If you catch my meaning. And I was like, boy oh boy. <laughs> if this if this goes south, you know, or north you're gonna get in trouble (laughs) i i thought it's funny though i think the idea is sound the idea is sound right the the character getting into character doing a persona i i think that's a sound idea we had hillbilly jack take over streams and i i think it's a sound idea and obviously yours is a completely different route that you're taking compared to what i did with hillbilly jack um, I would be interested to see what the reception is that if you keep doing it. ASMR is exploding over there. That's all everybody wants. Like every time I open up Twitch, it's like the, that's that's the that's the, the high viewed recommended. Like four and five thousand people, and I like ASMR if it's done right. I like ASMR if it's done right. So, Snow After Dark, yeah, yeah. It, it I'm telling you, I there, there is something to be said. <clears throat> there is something to be said for for personas, personalities, and characters. And, you know, when, not to be crass, when you look a certain way, people people will get down with that. They'll be like, oh, okay, this is kind of, this is kind of, I don't know what else to call it. This is kind of hot. People will, people will dig that. It's just a matter of purple dealing with that because they've had to, they've had to ban some folks for going a little too far. You know, you weren't going too far, but there were people that went way too far. You know what I mean? I pulled the trigger and I finally bought Dark Souls 3 this morning. I'm about to try it out soon. Your playthrough plus realizing 60 FPS on the PS5 convinced me to get it. Dude, I'm telling you what. I'm telling you what. 
I, I, I've been getting the itch to play some more after beating that tree. I've been getting the itch to dive back into Dark Souls. She just came out. She's a treat, not an always. Make them unlock it. Make them unlock it. It's a value, right? It's a value. If you've got something that you feel is valuable that you don't want to make the center identity of the brand, make people unlock it. You know, I've seen I've seen the ASMR people do that. They're like, if you get so many subs or whatever, you unlock something that they're gonna do, right? And the people that take it serious aren't being gross. They're like, they're they're doing that. that there's an art form to good ASMR. So you know, you put that up in a corner. You know, snow after dark. You un, un, unlock, uh, unlock it. Rumor is Demon Souls will be sale for forty in the next day or so. May grab it. I'm excited to go back to Demon Souls. Is it just... Okay, let me ask you this, Ashen. I feel like the parrying, blocking, and the ability to do repost in Demon Souls, why do I feel like that's going to be easier than Dark Souls? Or is Dark Souls 3 easier than Demon Souls? Like, which... How would you frame it? You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I think back and I'm like, man, to be able to block and parry effectively instead of always freaking rolling around, especially with the trash ads... Not that there's ever really any trash ads in Dark Souls. Everything will eviscerate you. You know? You're not gonna like my takes? Yeah. Eugene's not a Souls fan at heart, though, so he's... I don't know. It's gonna be a tough sell for him. I'm slowly converting, right? I'm slowly converting. I'm like, I see now. I see. I see, says the blind man. Like, I get it. I see men walking as trees right now. It's starting to clear up for me. Here's the sad thing again, can a PS5? Oh, I can tell you right now, I'm not going to think it's difficult. Oh, really? Huh. $5 to request a sentence. I've not seen that done, but people will pay for it. Yeah, no, 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 no. You, you, there's a difference between, let's get something clear here about creating value and having a pricing structure centered around the value, Okay. Snow is a pretty lady and is going to do like a cosplay and be all in character and be all pretty and fancy or whatever. Good for her, right? You were you were you were born with a hair color that works for whatever it is you're doing or maybe you just can really rock a great wig and a really nice outfit, right? And that's what you're going to be doing. That is something you're going to put time and craft into. A persona, a person, a personality. Maybe the outfit is something you spend time on. Cosplayers spend sometimes weeks, well, I'm sorry, weeks, months on a really good outfit. And then they have to, it's one of the hardest things is getting like a really good wig, right? A good wig is expensive, okay? That's something that you're investing in that you then put at a level of support to unlock, to see it, to whatever. That's different than becoming a transaction like what do I want to call it? Like a gift shop. Right. Mm, no, that's not right. That's not right. What's the what's the what's the better what's the better analogy? Oh, I got it. There's a difference between the pack of gum at the checkout line and like a quality product on the shelf do you understand like do you want to sell individual sticks of gum like a dollar for this a five a five dollar for that whatever okay 
do you want to do that or do you want to create a product that people come and pay for that product like it's got value in it so just be very careful if you want to go down that road of like paying five dollars to make me say something or paying five dollars to make me do whatever a, a little bit or a little goofy thing just remember just remember every decision you make with the brand is establishing what the brand and the identity is about right so if you turn yourself into like Zubair said almost like a vending machine like put a dollar in and out pops this like a quirky little saying or a goofy little whatever if that's what you want to do there's a market for that there's a market for that there's a market for like the streaming vending machine like you put a couple bucks in and, the, and, then the, and then the streamer does something right there's something to be said for a product being crafted and created so there's demand for the product and then it's not a matter of like two three four and five dollar little transactions here and here but consistent support and consumption of the product right so if if snow after dark is a product that you're going to develop and craft and create you would do it in a way where folks show up for that and there's support there's subs there's whatever right and that's not something that you just do haphazardly for a couple dollars or whatever it's not a transaction it's a product they can come and consume on a on a given night or, or whatever if you're providing a product and someone wants a custom piece of that product they would pay for the custom part of that content well and sometimes you would you don't want to do that sometimes you don't want to do that a good example would be the way that we do Q&A versus the way that other people do Q&A right there are some people that do Q&A where you have to pay every time you want to ask a question you pay money and you use super chat we treat Q&A more as a perk and part of a whole suite of things you get when you become a member to this channel you get like a whole suite of perks and benefits why because I don't want it to feel like that vending machine like put in five dollars and Lono will answer your question I'd rather say well when you become a member you get increased access in the discord you get Q&A you get early access to the Q&A if you want to get your questions in early all these things come as a part of a suite of of value points that in you just what I have always tried to avoid and this is really really difficult because you can you can turn you can turn a buck you can turn a buck pretty quickly if you think of like short-term gain things like that little gimmicks like that instead of investing in something that has longevity this is why I think characters in persona I'm telling you, I think there's something there. I think more and more people that can tap into something like that, people will show up specifically for that character because they want to interact with it, right? And it obviously doesn't hurt when you look nice. That's a part of it. Like, the visual aspect of that that business. Like, it obviously helps that Doc Disrespect is an attractive man, right? If he was kind of busted and looked kind of like a bum, the wig and the mustache wouldn't matter, Right? It wouldn't matter. It wouldn't be as mar- he wouldn't be as marketable. He wouldn't be as nice to look at, right? His 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 stature, his great, you know, his his, his chiseled jaw, his big muscular persona. 
Oh, if he was a wiry little, like, pencil-necked, kind of gross-looking, like, ooh, what is this guy? Like, did somebody hit this guy before he woke, like, before he went on cam today? It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work as well. So. Uh, just the next hype that will lead to a lot of folks de- let down, I guess. Well, here's the thing about New World. Let's talk about New World. It's on the thumbnail. We've we've talked about babies and everything else today. Let's 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 bring the train back to back to home here. Let's talk about New World. I have concerns about New World that are primarily rooted into the marketing push and the streamer push that I'm seeing. So in the last five or six years of content creation, I've noticed a pattern. I have noticed a pattern. Whenever a game targets streamers for early press, pre-press, hard press, and then streaming press, I get a little worried because the pattern is pretty set and secure. Lawbreakers did it, and so did Borderlands 3, and I'm sure you could even think of a few, that... They do all this insane press. They're sending people jackets and shirts. They're flying people out, right? They're 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 doing this pre-press thing where they're going crazy and they're trying to get everybody to buy into the game before it's even out. Yo, somebody ordered some coffee. ADJC, thank you, AD. I don't know what happened, but it finally cleared. And so I get nervous because I'm like, now wait just a minute here. It's one thing to pay somebody to play your game when it's out because you want a lot of eyeballs on your game. It's something completely different to have people promoting your game like a walking, talking commercial and the dadgum game ain't even out yet. That's always a little concerning. They had people streaming Borderlands a month, a month before the game came out. Lawbreakers had people doing interviews at a capture event talking about how great the game was and it wasn't even out yet. Do you see do, do you see the difference? Now, I played Lawbreakers for 10 minutes and I canceled my trip to LA. I had tickets, I had a really nice hotel room, I was going to get swag and food and drinks. I was going to be treated like a celebrity and I I backed out. I played that game for 10 minutes and was like, I I am not traveling and going to be away from my family and away from my stream to go play a non-starter. It was a non-starter. I was like, this game is bad. I knew it was bad. I played the tutorial and I sent an email to my contact and was like, I'm not going to be able to take this trip. It's not going to work out. I got to back out. Everything was already booked and paid for. I felt bad. I did. I felt bad. But I was like, I could have gone and partied my... Yeah, man, the game's a blast. Lawbreakers, woo! Like wearing my Lawbreakers shirt. You know, getting getting sloshed on the company's dime. No. I was like, no, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. This game, I could tell the game was bad. So, I always get a little worried, right? A lot of people got paid to play Anthem too. I never got paid to play Anthem. I got flown out to a preview event and then I came back with footage and talked about the various characters, the javelins. I had my concerns about the end game. I was never paid to play Anthem. I'll be honest, I was playing Anthem because I liked it and it was good for the channel. 
people were watching me play Anthem. It was the first time I played an on Destiny game, and I had channel growth. But I never once received a single dime of money to play and cover that game. So, I am always now very much on guard when I see companies following the same pattern. Let's compare this to Apex Legends. Apex Legends spent millions of dollars promoting their game and getting people to play it. And that was basically it. They didn't have commercials, trailers, or interviews. They didn't have people promoting the game with swag in the months and weeks leading up. They didn't do any of that. They were just like, yeah, we paid them to play it. That's just smart business. That's a smart business. We're going to pay somebody to play the game to put a lot of eyeballs on it. Because in the in the moment, launch day, I, I expect that. it's Oh, it's the launch day. So Apex spent all that money to get people to play the game. But when you're spending the weeks and months leading up, and you're, and you're paying a content creator to talk about the game and promote the game, I get a little worried. I get a little worried. I'm like, what? What is this? Are they a spokesperson for your game? It's not out yet. What? What is this? It, no one can even see it other than like captured, like capture event footage, which is always very limited. Yeah, New World is an MMO. Yes. And yes, it has PvP in it. It really told me a lot about Borderlands 3 when after a week uh, or two of release, the stream team only played when paid to. And even then, they were doing boss farming and reloading. Or even getting chests. Yeah, they... I'm telling you what. Gearbox made a lot of mistakes. (laughs) Gearbox made a lot of mistakes. Number one was making Battleborn because Borderlands 3 came way too late. And number two, they got really, really... They got really, really bad insight and ideas from people who basically set that game up to give them glory for two weeks. They did not set that game up for the long haul. They didn't. They built it for hardcore streamers, and then like a couple weeks later, it was like, yeah, we got our fill of this. (laughs) They got really, really bad advice. They got self-referential advice. I can give you advice. Yeah. (laughs) All this advice is going to really pad my pockets. Because truth be told, truth be told, every streamer knows this. Every streamer knows that after about two weeks, the game is probably sink or swim. Most of them sink, right? Most games sink. They do not have the enduring power. And Borderlands, I think most people that were in and around that game were like, there's just no way. There's no way this game's going to have staying power. It just isn't. So, let's squeeze the life out of it for two weeks, make a lot of fat checks, and then walk away. You know? And and that's what they did. Now, I don't think Gearbox could have done anything differently to handle that game's launch and have a more successful launch. I don't think so. I think the core game was the problem, and I think streamers probably just picked up on it very quickly. You know? And so, with New World, I have not played New World once. I've seen footage, I've seen a couple reviews, and I pre-ordered the game so that I could play it today for you guys. I've, I've not received any money, I, I've not received any love, or any, like, shout-outs, or anything. None of that. Right? None of that. 
purely wanting to cover it from my own perspective of like what's this game got to offer right and right now if you guys want to take our poll in chat 453 votes that's a really good turnout for for the first hour are you interested in playing new world the yeses have taken over it was it was slanted more heavily no more people have now clicked yes if you're new to the stream we do a talk show monday through friday in the mornings safe for work video gaming podcast style if you like what you see hit subscribe and the bell button if you want to become a paying member you can submit questions we don't have a whole lot of questions yet because we haven't really gone into a lot of the details about the various topics today we do have three questions submitted already um usually what we try to do is we try to comb through uh the stories so cyberpunk's you know the 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 leaks the data mine about some dlc the apex legends announced new character and the details about new world i i i found a review that i felt like had some good things to say both positive and negative about new world and we have it on good authority from people that have worked on the game and people that have played the game that they've made a lot of changes since then can i still pre-order play the beta if i buy it after the beta starts i believe so as soon as you pre-order in steam it allows you to install the closed beta it just slaps it in your library that's what it did for me so um yeah i played a little borderlands 3 with my friends it was terrible compared to 2 i couldn't finish it my wife and i dove in the other night and i was enjoying the early game and then we get to that one city the city with like the 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 circular wheel cars and i'm like no i i just there's something off there's something missing and we haven't gone back since i just don't have the itch to touch the game you know i thought yeah we haven't played in a while let's go back let's play a looter shooter no i just put on loss and chill like we her and i like to play video games together we really really do we had a really really fun crate and seasonal characters in diablo but dude no borderlands 3 just there is something off i can't put my finger on it i always get to that city and i'm like no i there's i don't like this game you know it might be the level design it might be the looting i don't i don't know as soon as we get to that city all of a sudden we are too leveled or not leveled enough and we're doing this song and dance of like saving guns that are two levels above us or trashing everything that's two levels underneath of us and i'm just like i i don't want to freaking do this i don't I, it, it shouldn't be my responsibility to make sure that I am perfectly in sync with the leveling of the game. Like, that shouldn't be my responsibility. You know? So, the way you describe Borderlands is how I feel about every game lately. I mean, I for me, one of the reasons I think people get disappointed in games is they have really bad expectations. My expectations for Borderlands 3 were set by Randy Pitchford. Randy Pitchford got in front of an audience and was like, hey, it's always a bummer when you play with your friends and you're getting loot that's not at your level. Well, in Borderlands 3, loot always scales to your level, right? Gets up in front of a crowd and we're thinking, oh, that's fantastic. Loot scaling not being at your level was always so frustrating in the last games. I remember in Borderlands 2 getting the flame of the Firehawk shield and being like, why is it three levels beneath me? What in the frick? Why did I just do this mission? What's going on here? Right? And I was like, they finally fixed it. And they're like, 
We did fix loot scaling. Loot will scale to your level in the second playthrough. Why? It doesn't make any sense. It wh- why? I don't understand. So I have to waste my time playing your your stupid vending machine simulator before I can get loot to drop at my level? It doesn't make any sense to me at all. That was your problem, you believe Randy? He showed gameplay footage of a guy joining his friend in the very early stages of the game, before they even fight the first boss. Like the wub wub boss with the with the with all the speakers and stuff. They hadn't even fought in that guy yet. And the guy gets a gun at his level, even though he's playing with somebody who's lower level than him. Hey Lono, know nothing about New World. Hope it's the juggernaut I've been asking for. Looking forward to it. Keep it up. Oh, thank you. We'll be checking it out today. You're top of my recommendations. Thank you, Sweat. Yeah, we if we're feeling good, we're feeling good. We we've made some changes to the format, and uh, we've 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 got a lot. We've got a lot of I think really really good topics today. Um, if you weren't here yesterday, we didn't do gameplay yesterday. We covered that Ubisoft. Uh, we covered the Ubisoft reveal of X Defiant. Now we still may circle back. We still may circle back and decide to um to to do an opinion piece about the X Defiant game. Um, we may we may circle back just because I think I've got some opinions about it. I think I've got some things I want to say, and you know I think that there is. There's something to be said about that game, you know, free free to play game, and you know the, the the approach. What's their what's their target audience? You know what what are they what are they going for, right? Um, and with New World, with New World, you know they're obviously trying to get into the MMO market. Which I'll be honest, trying to get into the MMO market is going to be hard, right? Um, Exactly, dude had no idea what he was talking. You guys, he's on the ego problem. Like when he made the BL3 reveal about his crappy magic tricks. Listen, I have never had an issue with him being like eccentric and him being a bit of an ego guy, right? Like I don't, I don't care about that. I don't. I obviously, I, I resonate and and, and sympathize a little bit with people that are that are narcissistic and have a big ego because I do right and I struggle with that so I've always been a little bit more tolerant of of his you know what you would consider to be like almost like egomania or or narcissism my frustration was they literally showed off a feature in the game that isn't isn't accurate it wasn't accurate it was early game weapon it was early game loot scaling and i'm like that's not a thing in your game it's not it's not a thing it doesn't work you don't get loot scaling until your second playthrough i remember i debated this for like an hour with somebody who who was like defending that reveal and defending borderlands and gearbox and pitchford i'm like dude you you are you have lost your way if you think that this is this is how he intended this to be received I remember we went round and round, me and somebody, for like an hour about that. Just debating the fact that loot scaling did not work. It was frustrating. 
If you're new this morning and you haven't hit subscribe and the bell button, do so. You gotta be a subscriber to talk in my chat. If you want to submit a question, you need to be a paying member. The questions end up on the screen. Thank you to all the new subs that are here this morning, as well as all the longtime listener and lurkers. You guys are awesome. I do want to give you, uh, I want to give you your first little, let me give you your first little micro news story um, today. Let me give you your first one. And this one is going to be about New World, just because that's what's on the docket. Uh, that's what is on the table. We're going to set the table for today. Uh, we've also got some stuff um, about, you know, cyberpunk and some others. But if you're unaware, uh, I record these little segments so that they can go over to the shorts channel. We have a channel that's nothing but really, really short videos. Uh, and it enables me to, you know, give content to people that might not be looking for you know a, a live stream channel. Maybe you don't want to sit and listen to me talk for four hours. Well, that's what the SNTR Shorts channel is for. Uh, it enables you uh, to get that. So th- this is this is basically the info and kind of a quick flyover of New World and why we're diving in today. Hey, thanks for watching another SNTR short. This is going to be about the brand new closed beta of New World, and I'm going to be playing it on my main channel, and I want to give people the details about it as well as play it on my own, not sponsored, to give my unfiltered thoughts on it. If you're listening to this on the Shorts channel, hit subscribe and the bell button for a consistent upload of video game news topics, or head over to SNTR Presents where I do my live streams Monday through Friday. Now, if you are wanting to play the closed beta, you can go to New World's website and sign up to try to get a key. If you cannot get a key, you can pre-order the game, and I did it in Steam, and it just automatically let me install the closed beta beta now i am not advocating pre-ordering the game because i haven't played it yet but that's how you can play the closed beta i pre-ordered it because i wanted to show it off to people and give people my unfiltered thoughts on it is it good is it bad now windows central reported on this and this is what they had to say about the game's potential New World might be coming from the untested developers like Amazon Games, but the team seems determined to get things right. Extensive player feedback has shaped New World immensely, adding tons of mid-game and end-game content in the form of both PvP and PvE modes. The combat is actually pretty involved, as well as the game's crafting system, and even adding voiceover to the quest givers all make New World feel distinct. But... What I like most is how dynamic the environment feels. While my time in the alpha was limited, I already got a feel of how the world can change in both small and large ways without a subscription. Uh, It certainly has the potential to be one of the best multiplayer games on PC. So they see potential in the combat, the evolving world, and the fact that there's no subscription. Okay, so now they did have some issues. They said there were some things omitted that players were providing feedback on. We have been told, right... We've been told by people that have worked on the game. I've got somebody that I know that worked at Amazon on Crucible and on this. They said they have made significant changes to the game since the last alpha. Okay, And according to this review, this is what they had to say. How all of this comes together when the masses come ashore is another question. An ever-changing map could be a frustration or a delight, depending on who you ask. And I wasn't able to follow the plot closely enough 
for any endearing revelations. It's no cause for alarm. Similar to my last preview, I have high hopes for New World, but it's constant delays and quote, everything in the kitchen sink give me the feeling that even New World still doesn't know exactly what it wants to be. But the PvP-focused MMORPG could be a surprise hit and may even be able to slow the growing popularity of MMOs like Final Fantasy if they can stick the landing. Now, I don't think... I have absolutely no plans or or, or predictions that this game's going to do anything to Final Fantasy. However... World of Warcraft at this time is having a pretty mass exodus. People are moving on from that game, both in the streaming world and in the player base numbers, and they're heading over to Final Fantasy. Now, New World could potentially capture some of those people looking for a good MMORPG to play, given that there's that exodus from World of Warcraft. I think one of the primary things I consistently hear about New World is the combat and the institution of consistent player feedback. This is not a game that they're just going to do whatever they want. They're doing everything they can with alphas and betas to include player feedback. Now, I have voiced my concern about just how much game press this is getting from content creators and streamers and YouTubers who haven't even played the game at length yet. They're showing off pictures of merch and swag and promoting the game. I am totally fine with people being paid to play a game to promote it. It's very different to get paid to promote a game before it's even out yet. We've seen this happen with lots of other games, and I'm a little concerned. As always, if you like these shorter gaming news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next video. Okay. Uh, Wait. Oh, what we should do now is we should pull up Q&A, because we'll just bounce between uh, we'll just bounce between these two uh, these two scenes. Um, um, mm, 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 mm. there we go okay so Q&A can be about new world it can be about Apex Legends new character or the cyberpunk leaks about the DLC if you haven't taken our in chat poll yet please do so give me one second I gotta move something
Sorry, chat. Okay. Okay. All right, so if you guys are taking the poll, 558 votes coming in. Are you interested in playing New World? 55% have said yes. Um, let's take the first question here from Demetrius. What aspect of New World excites you the most? How do you think it will compare to the current king of MMOs, Final Fantasy? Well, I read a couple of reviews that highlighted how the combat really stands apart and I want to try to find the one uh, new world combat review there was a there, I found an article that talked about the way that the combat was different it might have been PC gamer um, where they said that it wasn't gonna fall into like traditional lanes what kind of MMO territory control buy a house because I remember them being like this isn't going to fall into a lot of the tri- the, like the typical lanes of combat and it like got my attention because we covered this a while ago and I wrote like a little piece on it and it's been so long I can't remember exactly what I said because it was sort of like when you play a lot of MMOs that's sort of what you fall into you fall into like you've got to pick one of these you know tank DPS or healer and they were like it's not really that way um it's not really that way in the way that they do it it might have been Eurogamer now that I I see it saw today a big Apex streamer pro killed a random teammate in a pickup game on purpose because he didn't like his character he flew him off the map and dropped him and laughed about it on stream been clipped and respawn hasn't done oh yeah well that what are they going to do, right? Um, uh, duh, duh. This is it. This is it. New World uses a classless character build system based around weapon ability trees. You simply switch your weapon in combat to switch to a different build, and you can go fairly freely back and forth between your free equipped weapons with only a slight cooldown. That's what it, that's what drew me to New World, like when the, when I first heard that, I was like, well, that's going to allow people to not feel like you just have to get into a lane and that's kind of the end of your decision, right? And then every lane, it's, it's very predictable how you're going to build your character, right? So, I like that they do this. It's, I mean, it says here, New World allows you to pull out a melee weapon on your attacker and go toe-to-toe using skills exactly like their own. And then you can switch. So, like, you're not going to feel like, well, I've picked this lane. This is where I am. This is where I'm, you know, when I'm, I'm stuck. Um, where does it say? There was more in this Eurogamer that talked about that. Uh, if you're a spellcaster, you don't have to simply run around soaking up attacks from whichever character uh, has close the distance on you. You can actually do something about it. You can press the right mouse button and hold up on your staff to block incoming attacks assuming you're facing the right way it felt so alien to me it took almost the entire demo to settle in so they're talking about how like the combat is 
let me read some more combat is less about playing hot bar piano and more about being physically present in the battle come to think of it physicality was an overriding theme of the demo everything had tangible impact arrows meteor fragments melee weapon swings projectiles from siege weaponry there were literally massive machine guns and cannons you could pummel the enemy with and in the heat of battle i was knocked around like a pinball so they're, it's, they're not wanting it to just feel like one of those games where you just kind of stand there and just hit your macros and then you that's that's your character you you are this they're like no it's weapon based skill trees and you can switch between with a slight cooldown a five spot from Shervier I sub for Destiny kind of fell back after the ban I'm enjoying the variety name is pronounced Shervier by the way Shervier okay Alright, looking clean in that photo. Um, so, the, I don't know. This guy still has his concerns. Most of these people that have said they see the potential, they think the combat's got, got good things in it, they also voice their concerns. There's like, there's things about this game that, you know, could get more polish and get more changes. And according to people that have worked on the game, they've made significant changes. Um, you can't switch in combat so do you have to wait I can switch between classes on the fly on Final Fantasy only way I can't is if I'm in a raid or duty uh parasite demo available now is this a game I was interested in no okay if they can nail combat they could be very successful MMO combat is typically trash well, and that's what that Eurogamer article got my attention. You know, this is this is a month ago or so. He talked about the fact that, like, there was a physicality to it and it was being weapon-based and the fact that, like, it wasn't just you're this, stand here and go through and hit your buttons. There was the, the, the physical nature of the combat got my attention, right? <clears throat> mainly, mainly because, like, that's how I typically feel in these MMOs, even ESO. ESO has pretty good combat, but it does feel like you just kind of run up to enemies and go through your button presses and the little animations happen and that's kind of the end of it. I mean, one of the things that makes action adventure RPG so good is the physicality. Like, you feel like you're actually bludgeoning an enemy or knocking them back or whatever and I I think that is is one of the reasons that combat and that immersion is so good when you play a game like God of War or Ghost of Tsushima, Ghost of Tsushima you see the results of of the combat, you see the results of your actions instead of just being like yeah I'm just standing here and just kind of bludgeoning somebody but I'm not actually doing anything, it feels almost uh, rote and static um, so that I, I couldn't remember the article but I remembered a month ago when we covered this and I read that article I was like okay I could get behind an MMO that creates more involved more physical combat because that was that's just one of the things every time um, every time I've played through a game like that or even watch an MMO like that I'm always like uh, that looks kind of boring nine more coffee we're down to the final nine bags of Rachel Strauss coffee thank you Cody uh, next question from Doom. If New World fails, do you think Amazon will lose faith in making games? They haven't had any success yet in this industry with games like Crucible failing. Yeah, Crucible failing was a rough one because, and this is this is one of the reasons that you know I'm, I I do have my concerns about New World. 
one of the things about New World that has me concerned is the idea that okay do you guys remember the movie The Happening by M. Night Shyamalan M. Night Shyamalan decided he wanted to make a really bad B movie right there's boom mics in the shot at times the acting is intentionally very wooden and not the not that great the way they frame different things now if he would have made the movie black and white it might have been more artistically clear what his vision was but okay he essentially set out to make a B movie and he did I need my shipment of coffee to arrive I'm out (laughs) and so one of the things that's concerning about Amazon games is they're saying hey let's make a really really cool game that does all these things other games do right and then that's what they did with the Crucible game Crucible inside you could tell talented people worked on the game the characters looked cool the audio wasn't too bad like the voice acting wasn't so bad and the gameplay loop was like okay this isn't bad but it didn't stand out what movie was that it was called The Happening so Crucible didn't stand out because Amazon was basically like let's make a video game and with New World the concern that I have is that M. Night not M. Night Amazon was like, let's make an MMO. Those are cool. Those generate lots of money. Do you see? It's like, you're just kind of doing that. I'm not saying they are, but there's the risk. There's the risk that like, you're doing this because these games are popular, not because you want to make a good MMO. Do you understand? Marky Mark was really good at being bad in the happening almost like it comes natural to him oh I've liked him in most of his most of his movies I like Marky Mark I like Mark Wahlberg um crisscross Mexico <laughs> anyway uh that whole era that he's from Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch uh Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel uh started in the happening yeah 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 it was that was yeah Crucible is awful and watching a streamer who got paid uh to let on like it was good was painful I did a, a a purple platform bounty board I remember playing it I remember being honest with people I was like it's alright it, 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 the, the main thing was it didn't it didn't feel like it had a soul and that's my concern with new world is that new world is just Amazon saying hey let's let's make a let's make an MMO that'd be cool and is it going to have any soul? Is it going to have any passion? Is it going to have any love? Or is it just going to be, here's a bunch of here's a bunch of borrowed features and familiar things from other games? Like, is that all it's going to turn into? That's my, that's my concern with it. I'm not being paid to play the game. I pre-ordered it on my own, and I'll be playing it. My concerns about the game are rooted in what happened with Crucible and the fact that that my entire Twitter feed is nothing is is just constant a constant flow of content creators being paid to promote New World. Hey, we got some coffee orders that just came through. We got Sven ordered a bag of coffee. We've got Vinny the Gooch just ordered some coffee. Thank you guys so much for doing that. I appreciate that. Amazon Basics MMO, right. 
Um, the videos of the combat look great. It'd be a pity because I've been waiting for this game for a long time. Oh, is Master Master che- Chef saying something about the combat? Um, if OST Arc is the one I think it is, I got closed access to that, and I really didn't like the combat. It was really clunky. I'm not sure what what uh, what ge- are you guys talking about? New World. You can get paid to create even. You must show presence and contribute, being nice, ETC, and having gotten contact to the community. Well, sure, you can do that with any game if you get on the developer's good side. You can make, you know, you know, different game. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, Lost Ark. Right, 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 right. Uh, I cannot qualify no time, yes. I have no time working for working with devs. I have no problem doing that. I happen to think that if developers would develop a more symbiotic relationship with communities and content creators, they could really, really make big strides to make their games good. I think too often they focus on promote, 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 promote. They maximize sales, and then that's the end of it, right? Not a huge coffee fan, but the fiance uh, loves it. So it'll be a nice gift. Also want to try it myself. Maybe I'll finally come around to coffee. There you go. Maybe I finally find a coffee I will like. It's very, very drinkable. There's a page at the German one they hire. I'm not looking to get hired. I would be thrilled. This this would be kind of like a dream of mine. Is to quietly consult with the company about their loot systems progression systems and creating I would love to contribute to a looter shooter because I would sign your NDAs I'd look at your stuff play your stuff talk about your stuff whatever and then obviously I would I would want to be able to like play and cover the game and 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 have it be mutually beneficial to the brand you know um Upper Echelon's video, new video about is insane about cheaters. Take a look when you get a chance. What do you what? It's pretty damning. What? Well, what's going on? I mean, can you give me a too long didn't read? Like, uh, can you give me a an intro? You know what I mean? It wasn't letting me talk, even though I was subbed. That's weird. <clears throat> Hopefully, that feature's not glitching out and preventing people from talking. That would be unfortunate. Uh, if you're enjoying the show today, do me a favor and smash that like button. Roll us over to 300 likes. Maybe set your sights on uh, 400 likes. You know, let's go for 400 likes. Get a good ratio. Take our poll today. 639 votes already. Are you interested in playing New World? I will totes post my... Anyone need running... Me- oh, oh, okay. I see what you're trying to do. I think it was because I was a new sub. Well, don't just drive by and spam your name or your content or whatever you're trying to do. That's not what the stream is here for. Um, uh, I've been saying forever, Lono, that a company like Bungie would benefit greatly using you as a consultant. I know it would be hard now, but Destiny would have benefited from that. Well, they're not getting my free ideas anymore, so... <laughs> They'll have to get them from somebody else, you know? You actually read chat? Yeah, I actually read chat. I'm a highly interactive streamer. This is a this is a live, interactive radio... Video game radio show, basically. Monday through Friday, we're here doing the thing. Uh, 
I think Amazon knows which possibilities they have uh, re-rolling it comes to shooter games and anti-cheat. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they've even said anything about it. Um, it's exactly why I come here. Well, thank you. This man says he reads chat. How much you want to bet he won't read this? The frick is the matter with you, Sven? Uh, Bungie's not interested in dating, so that's a non-starter. Yeah, yeah, they'd have to be interested in dating me, and then I could go work there. <laughs> hey <Hey-o. laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm not a single female streamer, so I don't stand a chance. Um, you could cover the subject very well. I mean, the more we get loot-based games to come out, and the more MMOs that come out, the more I'll dive in, and we'll we'll chop it up. You know what I'm saying? That's something that I love doing. I love getting into a game and chopping up its systems and analyzing like their decisions about either there's loot generosity, there's loot intentionality, there there's 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 all kind of uh, all kind of things you can do in these games that can be you know both good. Uh, and bad, you know, and and helpful and <laughs> unhelpful to your to your you know your your player base. So, Mm-mm. is it taboo now to come into chats to find running mates? Serious question. It's not that it's taboo, Josh, but here's the reality. Number one, you're not going to get a great response for a handful of reasons. Most of the people here are here to listen to the show and hang out. They're not actively in a position to play a game. They're chilling at work or they're chilling doing something already and they kind of treat this as a radio show. Number two, it is a little disruptive. Like if every person that came in was like looking to play with somebody treated the chat like an LFG, it would be disruptive. Chat's there mainly for interaction with the topic, the questions, and whatever the streamer is talking about. Now, we set up avenues for you to connect with the community and play with folks but we do that in our discord server the discord server has like multiple chat rooms voice chat if you become a paying member on this channel you get increased access in the discord you can connect with everybody and they just did a community night with halo master chief collection so it's just one of those things where number one you're not really going to find anybody anybody the, the odds of somebody being in my chat at that moment looking to play whatever it is the game is you're trying to play um, usually they're not in a great position. So you're already talking to a very, very, you know, low converting audience. They're not going to convert over and like, you know, uh, and play with you. And it's just disruptive. You know, if everybody came into the chat and did that, then the chat wouldn't be talking to me or about the given subject. Everybody would be trading steam IDs and emails, you know, and, This isn't like speed dating for video games. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But we have the Discord. The Discord is there. LFG uh, is public and open to everybody. Yo, what's good, Dark Paladins? Been wondering about something and wanted your thoughts. Do you think Bioware could or would ever bring uh, Tor Online to consoles? Love the game, just no PC. Oh, I have no idea, honestly. It, it bringing something to consoles right now is tough because of how much cross-generational support you'd need to develop and that's that's not something a lot of companies want to do right now right i put the description for you in my last comment all right hang on one second sweat a decade old website with undetected cheats for over 60 AAA games basically it's insane really gee many christmas 
Um, the majority of us are working, listening, watching. Yeah, a lot of people treat me like radio. They're here throughout the week. You know what I mean? And they just got me out of the background. I'm safe for work. They don't got to worry about the language I'm going to be using. So that's how a lot of people treat the channel. So if you enjoy this kind of a channel, hit subscribe, hit the bell button. Consider becoming a paying member if you want your question to show up on the screen. The way that these questions are showing up, that's a paid member benefit. Hey, we got another coffee sale here. A bag to Doug. Thank you, Doug. Uh, I have no idea. where, Where are we? on the uh, on the coffee inventory now six left six left from the first batch down to the final six bags thank you guys so much for supporting it um. <clears throat> so all right let's take the next question silent warrior says with new world entering the MMO community in your opinion what must they do to keep the game relevant and playable for years to come Example, WoW and EverQuest. This is, I think, one of the challenges um, of an MMO that they face right now. What do you think of Ninja joining Raid Shadow Legends? I don't think Tyler needed the money. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) He doesn't need the money, so why? I don't know why you would align yourself with that company or that game when you're that incredibly wealthy. The check must have been like... (laughs) Like life altering. (laughs) Did he buy an island with the check? I'm like, why, bro? (laughs) You don't need it. Why would you align with them? You know what I'm saying? The the streamers and the YouTubers that promote that game are clearly doing it because they need the money. (laughs) You don't need it, man. You (laughs) you're everywhere. He could prop his feet right now and never need another contract. The money and the royalties and everything. It's like, you you can't buy enough things. You'll never run out of money unless you make some of the worst investments ever. You're totally fine, bro. <laughs> what are you doing? So... I don't know. There must have been a boatload of zeros on that check. Hey, it's his brand and it's his decision. He can do whatever the frick he wants. But I'm like, man, I don't know, bro. If I was sitting at that level, I wouldn't do anything with them. I I turned down three different contracts with them. Very, very generous contracts. When I had an agent, I had three different offers over the course of like like four months. Right, and I turned every single one of them down. I was like, "No, I'm not sullying my brand with that game." I, I I turned them down. I mean, we're talking. I was amazed. I was like, "What the frick? Do they know how big I am?" I was like, "I'm not that big of a streamer." They were throwing money at anybody that would take it, and we were on a pretty big rise. Um, we were on a pretty big rise, so I I turned down the contracts. I was like, "No, uh." Uh-uh. There were a handful of companies that reached out. There was, I think in one year, I probably turned down close to, I think it was more than 10. It was easily more than 10 grand worth of contracts because I just didn't think it was, I just didn't like it. I was like, nope, don't want to promote that. Nope, don't like it. Nope, don't don't want to align with that game. Um, So, now obviously, I can say that when there's not eight zeros at the end of the check. Like, 
you put enough zeros on there and I'm like, well, I should at least check the game out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would hope that I wouldn't do that, but it's, you know, it's probably hard to to say no to Scrooge McDuck piles of cash to, you know, and and it's not just that, it's brand alignment. Like, now you got his face and his hair in some other game. Like, that's pretty good. You know what I mean? There's a difference between wealth and generational wealth. That man setting his family up for generations. I think he cares about what people think. That's, I, I, yeah, and at that point, Eugene, you're probably right. He was like, <laughs> I, he just set up his great-grandson's college fund. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> my, my son's 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 son will be able to go to college on the moon, you know, be, with this, with this contract. So, good for him. I was just kind of like, yeah, what do you do? You don't need the money, but whatever. Again, it's not me. It's uh, that's not the choice. I don't think. I don't think I would have made that choice. You know, I I I turned. I'm telling you, I had no problem turning down money back then. It was a little bit different, obviously, because I didn't feel like I needed it, and I also was being very selective in who I aligned with. Um, um, Little throwing shade is the best game ever. It's so good that everyone talks about it outside of YouTube ads and sponsors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They always, they always, they always play that game. They always play that game when they're not paid to. Um, the cheating thing from Upper Echelon is really interesting, but nothing new for me. Those guys are making millions. Oh yeah, we, we, I've thought about doing a video on the economy of cheating. We just, I, I, I don't have time to do like really good research, you know? So. Back to, uh, Silent Warrior's question. And if you want to submit a question, Roblox Studio, you have to be a paying member. I, I'll obviously interact with you in chat. What role play are you going to do? I haven't decided yet. But if you want your question to show up on the screen, that's that's a member perk. I'm not going to ignore you in chat if you're not a paying member, but this hits a spreadsheet, so we have to put a slight barrier between it. Um, the So, with, with New World entering the MMO community, in your opinion, what must they do to keep the game relevant and playable for years to come? Example, WoW and EverQuest. Here's, here's, here's something that I think is going to be a big challenge for any new game that's attempting to be sort of kind of like an MMO. So, and this is a problem that Assassin's Creed is going to face with Assassin's Creed Infinity and trying to make an Assassin's Creed live service game. Okay. This is, this is going, this is going to be a challenge. Number one, you need a game with depth, breadth, and substance. Thank you, Mythrax, for the brand new membership. Welcome to the Rageless. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. You are dope, and you deserve dope stuff. Like question submission and increased perks in my Discord. Thanks, Mythrax. Um, so, they, they have to offer depth, breadth, and substance. Now, they have to do that in a way that's palatable and accessible to the newer generation of gamers. The newer generation of gamers have been shaped by Fortnite, have been shaped by Call of Duty. So there has to be something fresh, as you say, relevant, accessible, fun, approachable. So, how do you make this is essentially their challenge. You know the book War and Peace? It's huge. Super thick. They have to make War and Peace into a graphic novel. That, to me, is the challenge of a modern 
2021 MMO. How do you make War and Peace into a graphic novel? If you can do that, you will win the video game community lottery. You'll you will win. Because if it has the depth and the breadth and the longevity of War and Peace, but it's more palatable and accessible, relevant and hip the way a graphic novel is, absolute home run, home run. Right? Coffee says back order. We had six bags left. What happened? Did we? Did we? Oh, we, oh no! Oh, hang on. Well, somebody ordered one bag. D Tom ordered one bag, and then, oh my gosh, Mithrax ordered the last final bag. <laughs> Mithrax got the last five bags. You can't order more than five. Somebody ordered one. He ordered five. Coffee's officially on back order. You can submit a back order order, but you're just going to have to wait for the freight to show up to my house, which we're thinking end of this week, hopefully. I believe it ships today. So, Thursday or Friday. So, I can't guarantee you how quickly I can turn that around because it's not in my house right now. Everybody that ordered prior to now, you're good to go. So, you can continue submitting your coffee orders, but the turnaround time is, uh, yeah, is not going to be as fast as normal because... You know, chest pain with a $50 tip. Not raid shadow amount of zeros. Love you, bud. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I, I, I don't know how you do this, but that's the vision I would cast. If I was like vision casting for a company that was developing an MMO, that's what I would say. You need to take War and Peace. And you need to turn it into a graphic novel. So the characters, the story, the depth, the breadth, the longevity, it's all there. But it's it's packaged in a way that's very approachable, accessible, relevant, hip, new, and fun. How do you do that? Well, the first thing you've got to do is you've got to get away from the classic feel of these MMOs. The old-timey, not-great graphics kind of stand there and button mash your macros. Now, obviously long-standing fans of MMOs are cool with that, but I don't think that's the path forward. You have to contextualize the experience of an MMO. You gotta contextualize it to 2021. This doesn't mean you trivialize and shrink it down and dilute it and make it and make it bad. Keep in mind what I said. The depth and the breadth and the longevity of war and peace into a graphic novel. You simply have to change the catalyst point of of entry and I think you do that in two ways. The graphics and the combat. If the graphics look, you know, dated, kind of, eh, kind of like, what the frick is this? Why does anybody play this? It looks 10 years old. No way. Never, you're never going to get it off the ground. Second, combat. Graphics is your first catalyst of immersion. Can I get into this game? Does it look good? And your second and single most important catalyst of consistent immersion and content loop hook is combat. Combat has to feel good. 
The first time you land a parry in Ghost of Tsushima, the first time you get the axe junk to come back to your hand in God of War, the first time that you you get into a really really lengthy fight in Batman or Assassin's Creed or whatever, you remember those moments because the combat is your catalyst to feeling like I'm in the game doing cool stuff. And this is where MMOs have traditionally struggled. They don't lean in on like combat as an immersion point. Combat is merely a mechanism by which you beat or clear an area. It's a mechanism. It's mechanistic. It's not an immersion point. So if if I was telling people, listen, these are your points. These are the things you have to lean in on. It's graphics and combat. Eugene says, graphics and combat. Why I never touched WoW all those years ago, even its beginning. Right. It's why I couldn't get into EverQuest. I thought Diablo 2 looked better than EverQuest. There was something about EverQuest that I thought looked bad. And the combat, I felt, was bad. If you make anything based on the decisions of a committee, it's going to lack soul. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Something that annoys no one will please no one. That's right. It's literally Dungeons and Dragons in video form. Yeah, it, it, the combat's just a mechanism. That's right. That's right. So, A, it's red. Hey, what's good, Arbiter? Haven't been in the stream in a while. Well, thanks for keeping your membership here. You got a nice red badge. Whole year of membership. Appreciate that very, very much. I'm not the expert. I'm not the expert, but that's my thoughts. That's my thoughts on like how do you how do you get the the uh, the MMO to properly land on people now because you know your your long-standing MMO fans here's the biggest challenge with your long-standing MMO fans you want to know what they're gonna do what do you think they're gonna do if they've played EverQuest and World of Warcraft and they've got every possible notch in their MMO belt. What's going to happen when they play New World? What are they going to do? The first thing you think they're going to do. They're going to compare it to everything they've already played up to now. And that's a dangerous road to go down. Number one, they're going to act like it's not as good as this. It's not as good as this. If it's too similar to something they've played, they'll be like, yeah, this is just a clone. This is just a World of Warcraft arcade watered-down clone. So that point of comparison, I don't think you necessarily want to target the long-standing MMO fans. Sure, if you win them over, great, because there's a ton of them and they spend lots of money and you'll have a commercial success on your hand. But if you try to get them and win them over, it's I think it's a tougher sell. I think landing in the middle is a better is a better path because if not, you're just you're you're going to run the risk of people being like, "Well, it's not as good as well." Or it's just a WoW clone. Why are you trying to take my macros away? I need every skill on my bar and able to play it. It doesn't matter if they're useless. Right, right. F1 all the way to 12. I know, I know. That's why I couldn't get into uh, SW Tour. Uh, uh, It felt like WoW, but having to start over. What's your favorite MMO? I, I don't I don't know if I have a favorite MMO. I never really got into them. I couldn't. I took one look at Black Desert Online and I was like, nah, no. 
Uh-uh. I looked at this game and I thought, okay. Okay. I liked Elder Scrolls Online. I guess, you know, there's your answer. That's my favorite MMO. Elder Scrolls Online is the only MMO I've ever played that I went the distance with and would have played more if I had the time and if the support would have been there, right? If the audience would have supported it, I would have played it a lot more. Um, I would have. But it just, it the audience support wasn't there and I drifted over, I drifted over and ended up playing Destiny, right? Ashes of Creation, no. Dark Age of Camelot, best MMO ever made. His favorite MMO is not playing an MMO. Black Desert Online is pretty good right now. I'm telling you, it's the graphics and the combat. I watch one five-minute section of the game, and I'm like, yeah, nope, no, I'm not going to play that. No freaking way. Absolutely not. Final Fantasy XIV, in my opinion, is the best on the market. Changed my mind? Well, I don't think anybody's going to try and change your mind. You know. I It's... What you just said is honestly one of the greatest challenges for New World is there's a lot of people like you out there that have their token MMO that you think is the absolute best. Black Desert graphics aren't bad. They're not that bad. No, you're right. They're not that bad, but it it was the combat and the movement. I, I don't know. I don't know. And the menu system looked insane. I remember looking at a menu system and I was just like, what the frick is going on over there? My favorite MMO is EverQuest. Been playing it for years. Yeah, my friends... I remember my friends tried to get me into EverQuest and it just didn't happen. I was just like, nah. You know? I We were killing spiders in some forest. And I was just like, I would rather play Diablo than, than this. Uh, it just... It didn't land. Did not land on me. Didn't hook me. It was just... Bl- it was bland as bland could be. Um, and again, that's just my opinion. That was just how I how I experienced it. Echo Hammer or Sven, do you think new, what happened to the cap? Oh, okay, no, we're good. Uh, do you think New World feels forced to pay large amounts of cash to streamers to show the game because of the negative press the game received in early testing? It seems they want to turn their reputation around and show off how much it has improved. And what better way to do that than with the big dogs? Here's one thing I will say that's in their corner, right? I'm not bashing them, by the way. I'm not, like, throwing shade. Like, I want to be paid to play the game. We're not in a position to do that right now. The channel's channel's got to roll over to 50k subscribers before opportunities like that are going to start to come our way, okay? And... So that that's not in the cards right now. So that's not why I've been saying what I'm saying. I'm not like, oh, I wish I was getting... No, 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 no. I have merely echoed my concern over the fact that when this has happened typically before, it's largely been attached to games that weren't all that great. It's not about people being paid to play the game. It's about people being paid to promote the game before it's out that's concerning but I will say this this is in their corner it seems from where I sit they're really dedicated to getting this game right they've been receiving feedback I have it on good authority from multiple people they've made significant changes since the last time the game was playable and they're really wanting to implement that feedback now that commitment you don't get a ton of credit for but I'm going to give you some credit for that commitment why well it's the only way the game is successful 
Like, this game ain't going anywhere if you don't have good player feedback, you know, uh, translation funnels. I don't know what to call it. Like, basically sifting through player feedback and implement it. Player feedback implementation. Healthy player feedback implementation. Some player feedback is garbage. Some people are just some people are stupid. Okay, so like <laughs> play player feedback's not always gospel, but at the same time like you you need to have good player feedback implementation or your chance your your game doesn't have a chance. So, my concern about all of the pre-press is more because man, game's not even out yet. You guys are spending an awful lot of money to get this thing out there. And so that that's concerning. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean that they're like not pouring their heart, soul and and good player feedback and you know, implementation. You going to watch the dev stream 30 minutes before the servers go live? I guess we could do that at the tail end here, sure. Um I didn't realize they were doing that. So, I, I hear what you're saying, Sven. Like this could be a PR a PR rudder turn. They're like, man, we really got to turn this ship around. We, we kind of got blasted the last time this game was playable. Um, and now we got to turn that PR ship around. That certainly could be playing a part uh, in that. Dracus, any chance Amazon will port New World to PS5? I, the only, my answer to this is only if it's commercially successful enough to warrant it. I could see New World coming to PS5 and Xbox Series. Well, I don't know about Series X. Xbox likes cross-generational support. But I I could see it coming to PS5 if it's commercially successful enough. Um, I just listened to Upper Echelon's vid about cheats. The short of it is, a website providing cheats that are undetectable in dozens of mainstream games, not limited to Destiny 2, Apex, Call of Duty, Battlefield, CSGO, Red Dead, Titanfall. Yeah, it's rough. That's rough. Um, Hex says, what do you think New World will have to do to compete against powerhouses like Final Fantasy and WoW? To put it quite simply, they have to offer something that isn't those games. They have to offer something that isn't those games. Do you want to know why Anthem entered the looter shooter landscape and everybody was so mad that it wasn't good? Do you want to know why? Because the core game was good and you couldn't play anything like it anywhere else like the irony of anthems success rise hate and just it fell all the way down the stairs it's the anthem had that number one because bioware was attached to it but number two the, the 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 anger and the frustration that people felt was because you could not go and play another game like anthem anywhere it felt really good to play that game to be Iron Man, to be a big old tanky Iron Man or, or agile or, you know, a, a mage like Iron Man. You couldn't play a game like that anywhere else. People were ticked that there was nothing there. So the truth of the matter is you can enter a saturated landscape and be successful if you offer something that you can't get anywhere else. Now, this gets difficult when you're entering into a genre. When you say, hey, we're an MMO, well then, there are certain elements of an MMO that have to be in place. Does that make sense? 
It's like, oh, we want to be a Metroidvania. We want to be a Souls game. We want to be a Rogue game. Well, there are certain things you have to do in order to fall into that lane. But can you do it in a way that feels fresh and new and not like something else? Anthem had a game, failed to provide content. Cyberpunk has content, failed to build a game. Yeah, that's a really good comparison. I, I, I think that's an excellent comparison. Anthem had this great core game and there was nothing on the other side of it. Cyberpunk has all this content and there's no central soul or game like pulling all the threads together. It, it, it's, And I'm telling you, that's one of the reasons that it was harder to put Anthem down. It was like, oh, this is so, this is fun. That's a good loop. It's satisfying, you know? And if, if, if New World can deliver that, they have a lot of promise. MMO fans will say, man, there's a lot to do here. There's a lot of depth and breadth. And honestly, the, the combat's fresh. It, I, it feels good. You know, it doesn't feel like that rote, macro, you know, stand and deliver style MMO. It feels more involved. You know, that's that's how you that's how you stand out and compete. Now, I don't think you're ever going to compete for player saturation against Final Fantasy and WoW, at least not right now. A year from now, if they get everything right, play their cards right, do a lot of good fan service, do a lot of good updates. Sure. New World could potentially ascend to the heights of the gods that they're that, that they're standing next to. I mean, World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy are are gods in the industry. They're titans. They're massive. And to compete with those games, you need a long time to build that player base, that support, that loyalty, that trust. It takes a, it, it's not overnight. Especially for an MMO, it can't be overnight. It can't be overnight. You need you need a lot there to sustain, to grow, and expand your your base. Because right now you don't have one. There, there's there's nothing underneath. Final Fantasy had an existing fan base of people that loved that brand and that company and and that product. And boy oh boy, you know they're they're there to give it a great launching pad. At this point in time, New World New, New World doesn't have any of that. They don't have anybody behind. They don't have some brand that is gonna that's gonna automatically buy in and support and be excited. This is probably one of the reasons they're pushing the PR so hard. Is they need as much top of mind marketing as they can get their hands on, because the market's just so full and so saturated. You know. Um. So. Uh, what's your opinion on the new legend that got leaked for Apex Legends? Well, it wasn't a leak. It was not a leak. It was it was it was an actual trailer uh, from the Apex Legends. I believe it's on their channel. We can we can I can cover it for you guys right now. Um, it's called Apex Legends: Stories from the Outlands Metamorphosis. So this is this is one of our this is one of our short. Um, Short, short segments today that you can submit questions about, um, and this is this is something that we can we can uh, we can pivot to very quickly. Let me let me give you the digs on this one. Um, we try to cover a variety of news, and it's tough right now. It's tough, like when when really really big 
things are hitting like New World, it's obviously taking center stage. So if you have any more questions about New World, feel free to submit those. Let me give you the quick, quick summary uh, run-through of this one. Of, um, you know, Apex Shadow, uh, Apex Legends Seer, uh, not Shadow, but Seer, um, is this is this new character that's coming. And it's coming in Season 10. I think it's Emergence is the title of that season, I believe. Um, let's, uh, here you go. Dot Esports reported on it. I got an article from them. Uh, no, I didn't hear about Tencent picking up Sumo. Uh-uh. Okay. Hey, thanks for watching another SNTR short. This one's going to be about the newly announced Apex Legends character Seer coming with Season 10 out there on the horizon in August. And this was reported on by Dot Esports. Got a good report from them. If you like these short gaming news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you are able to get these consistent uploads or check out SNTR Presents. SNTR Shorts or Uploads presents as a live stream. So, Dot Esports reported on this and said, We don't know much about Seer inside the Apex games. The official website provides a very short description of the character. With micro drones and an artist's eye, Seer spots opportunities that other legends might miss and seizes them in the most beautiful way he can. So, the micro drones first appeared as part of an in game legend teaser and had a short flavor text. So a micro drone is described as a stray micro drone from the mysterious heart container, a work of art. It appears to be handcrafted by one of the great skill and taste. It would make for an inscrutable gun charm. So apparently he's going to have some sort of a recon ability. It seems with these micro drones. Now I don't play a lot of apex legends. When I first tried to play this game, the third partying got a little crazy. They, they want high octane action they don't want a lot of hiding and camping so their philosophy around their sound design leads to people basically always knowing when someone's engaged in a firefight so i ended up not playing apex for a while uh and people have been wanting me to get back into it mainly because of that content flow and combat flow so the emergence launch trailer as you can see here july 22nd at ea play live now we will be covering that on my main channel SNTR presents that's two days from now when I'm recording this I'm recording this on July 20th so they're gonna have a trailer for the next season on July 22nd now I'm I'm fairly certain the next season starts in August I can't remember it's I think it's like August 3rd August 3rd is when the new legend will be released alongside the 10th season called emergence and if you want to catch that trailer for season 10 it'll be during EA play live which we will be covering uh, as well now, more of the teasers here from Dot Esports. They said, when interacting with the teasers, Rampart calls Seer my boy, which indicates that the two legends know each other, and Crypto and Bloodhound, on the other hand, appear wary of the next competitor. It's too early to tell where Seer will fit into the lore of Apex and what exactly the abilities will look like. With a name like Seer and like the really cool artwork here with like the glowing eyes, and then apparently using micro-drones, this character will more than likely be some sort of a recon scanning you know character and he definitely has a pretty cool art style and a pretty cool look now for me whenever i play games like this 
I like to have mobility. I like to have the ability to be aggressive, not necessarily recon, but in the realm of competitive games and in the realm of trying to stay alive on the battlefield, knowing where the enemy is a huge, huge factor. You can even kind of see here in the artwork, they're trying to make him more mysterious, more subtle, but also relying on whatever these micro drones are. I'm sure they'll have more details in two days during EA Play Live. That's typically when they like to put out new trailers as well as new info blasts. So we will be sure to cover that and outline the abilities and more information about Seer when we have it. Now, if you have never checked out SNTR Presents, the SNTR Shorts channel is here with nice nice little four-minute short uploads. SNTR Presents is live Monday through Friday, a live stream about four hours in the morning with live Q&A interactivity, and then these short little segments that I record during the broadcast. So be sure to check out my main channel, or on this channel, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next video. you play as bloodhound as your main and your second is rampart i just couldn't get over the third party thing man i just couldn't do it it drove me freaking crazy it it really truly did it absolutely drove me crazy it was like i can't take this anymore it was like every single time we like the, the i think one of the last times we played one of the last times we played i was like in a box in like a room and we fought off like six different teams and like the the very very last team got us it was like the seventh team got us i was like dude i i i can't do this anymore it's not fun it's exhausting and people like well it's about positioning it's about this it's about that i'm just like eh eh let me let me quickly do the cyberpunk one so we can get back to Q&A. If you've got if you've got questions or things you want to ask about these various stories, uh, be sure to submit them uh, in the chat. Let's get this last one. Let's get this last one out of the way. Let's get cyberpunk done and that way we can we can move on to just discussing and not needing to record anything. Um, so this is another cyberpunk leak DLC. Uh, story. We've been trying to cover Cyberpunk regularly. I have played it. Um, no, I'll be playing New World here. I'm not going over to the other channel today. We're going to try something new with the other channel, and I may do it today, which is like, at the end, at the very, very end of today's stream, I'll record, uh, I will record some footage for over there. So... Hey, thanks for watching another SNTR short. This one about another cyberpunk leak with regard to DLC that should be on the horizon. If you like these short gaming news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss my uploads or check out my live show, SNTR Presents, the main channel where I stream Monday through Friday. So this is this is not alarming to anybody. They continue to comb through this game, chop it up and find all sorts of different things. And we've covered it every every single time. And this is a brand new one reported here by MP first. It looks like a bunch of Cyberpunk 2077 free DLCs are planned. And the names of these, as well as some of the upcoming expansions, have surfaced by way of data mining. A Reddit user named Saint Pirate went into the game's files and found references to EP-1, episode 1, with new quests from Mr. Hands back in April. 
Digging into the source code of the game, the miner found a list of DLCs and two expansions with the name EP1 and EP2 and remembered their earlier find back in April. It looks like EP1 will see Pacifica expand and have a new combat zone, new quests, and locations. One of my main issues with this game isn't that it needs more content, it needs something special to bring it all together. The game just feels very paced awkwardly. It took me almost five hours to get out of the tutorial and the prologue. The gameplay is not all that satisfying. It's very clunky. It's very, like, dreamy. Nothing feels crisp and precise. Everybody says, just go with melee. I was trying to make the guns work. Uh, Even some of the segments, like the detective work with the BDs or the driving combat, apparently it's not even a major part of the game. So you end up doing all of that, and then it's not even you you, you do it very, very infrequently, and it eats up a, a portion of the tutorial. Now, another Redditor pointed out that WP most likely stands for weapon packs. This is something else they were able to data mine, that there will be weapon packs with letters standing for smart, power, thermal, or tech, and blunt. So it looks like there's even more weapon packs coming to the game according to these data mines. And obviously one of the main questions is, will this DLC be free? Well, it's been indicated by CD Projekt Red that for the foreseeable future, DLC will be free. This is essentially what they did with The Witcher 3 when it had some of its issues. And now they're doing something very similar with Cyberpunk. I would love for this game to have its No Man's Sky moment. DLC may be the ticket. If they can package the DLC together with a bunch of really, really good updates for the game to bring everything into a cohesive whole. At the moment, I feel like the game has lots of different features and lots of breadth, but it doesn't seem to be tied together with sort of a soul identity as well as just not really having anything meaningful to those decisions. Lots of people have said, you make all these decisions and do all these different builds, and it ultimately doesn't matter. Now, concluding their little article here, they said, same as with every data mine content, treat these with a bag of salt, as none of these have been confirmed by CD Projekt Red. That said, these data mine files are usually spot on, so don't be surprised to hear of the same stuff announced soon. More than likely, CD Projekt Red has plans to expand the game in the near future. They just got back onto the Sony store and are now finally at a place where they can say, hey, our game is available everywhere, even though the game still comes with warnings on the old-gen consoles. The goal for going forward, you would think, would be able to start expanding the game so they could continue to motivate people to buy it. If they're not going to charge for the DLC, their main source of revenue on this game would be those initial purchases, which is essentially what No Man's Sky does. They do completely and utterly free updates, but they charge you the full price for the game to come in and play it, and Cyberpunk may be taking a similar route. As always, if you like these short gaming news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next video. Okay, so you can submit questions about Cyberpunk, you can submit questions about New World, and you can submit questions about the new character in Apex. Uh, we 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 try to include lots of news in the in the in the in the show. It's difficult to do that sometimes because there's so much news to cover. Today obviously more people are talking about New World, which is totally fine. It's on the thumbnail. We're going to be playing it in, in in a little while. Um So, oh, I wanted to make sure Death's Door was installed. I was going to check that game out today and it was like not letting me install it initially. It launched, I think like an hour ago or something. It won't take very long to install. It's pretty. It's a pretty short game. Um, 
Give me one second here. Doubling up on the Rageous Rose today. I need it. What's good, Pugs? So we take those segments and we upload those over on the Shorts channel. And the reason that we do that is not everybody is necessarily looking for a um, a live streaming channel. A lot of people like to use YouTube purely for uploads, which is totally understandable. So those little segments allow you to enjoy the content, enjoy the gaming news, without necessarily needing to be here for an entire four-hour stream. So you can use the shorts command or just go to YouTube and look up SNTR shorts uh, if you would like uh, to to get, to number one, to support that channel, but number two, uh, to uh, get just a constant flow of gaming news. If you're not always here, that's a really, really great way uh, to to keep up to date on everything we've talked about. A lot of times people come back and they're like, oh, what did I miss? What'd you cover? What'd you talk about? And um, that's a great way to get like a Cliff Snow's flyover of every stream. We, uh... Need a Rageous Cocoa for Christmas? We will have a Frickmas blend. We will have a Frickmas blend, but it's not going to be, it's not going to be Cocoa. Sorry. Um, I'm getting these uploads over there ready for a creature. That channel is doing great. Thank you everybody who has supported it. Like a brief interlude. So we're able to... There we go. And back. Back to Q&A. If you guys haven't hit the like button yet, do that for me. We could roll over to 400 likes. We only need about 50 people to smash it. If you haven't taken our poll yet, we should probably do a new poll. 842 votes. That's a lot of votes today. Are you interested in playing New World? 58% are saying yes. Uh and 42% saying no. So the yeses have it. They've really turned it into about a 60-40 split. I really want Cyberpunk to be great, but they really took a dump on their community. Well, I mean, I think, honestly, I think their biggest, what what frustrated me the most about Cyberpunk was the fact that th- it ran so poorly on the old consoles. That to me was was a bigger was a bigger cause for concern more than anything. You know? It's like my gosh, like this product it it shouldn't even it shouldn't even consider you know, it, all things considered, it shouldn't even be sold. Um, you know, shouldn't even be sold. Like that's how that's how bad it was. So on the old consoles. It's fine it's fine on on next gen and PC like it's minimum viable product. It's an MVP. Minimum viable product. It runs on on PC and next gen, but it's buggy, but it runs. But man, it's it's bad on the old consoles. So Alright, let's go to the next question. Uh Mythrax says if they're not doing subscription for New World, do you think the plan is to have DLCs every now and then or a live service style and seasons? Now, they've not indicated what they're going to do, but this is one way to stay um, 
in a relevancy lane that keeps people playing and I think it's the live service style uh, with seasons like if you're not going to do a subscription model you need some way to keep people coming back and to make money off of them right if it's not like you buy buy New World once and then in 14 months you're just continuing to play totally free updates. Now if they do if they do really really tasteful and smart microtransactions, well then sure, you might be able to get away with it. You might be able to say, "Hey, you know, we got these really fancy mounts or outfits or whatever the case may be, whatever whatever it is. If you've got if you've got different ways to like decorate your character and they're able to charge money for it and the game is popular enough that people support it, well then there you go. They they could make a lot of money that way. Now, what I think that lacks though is that lacks that reason to come back in and play. And I think seasonal content does that. Seasonal content kind of takes out two birds with one stone, okay? You're able to say, hey, we got new stuff, come back and check it out. We got new areas, new enemies, new sets, new weapons, new whatever. And you've got some sort of seasonal pass thing that people are paying money for. So it's solving two problems, relevancy and engagement, and it's solving a money problem, getting people to give you money, right? Um, Next to Dark Souls 2, Cyberpunk has been one of the most severe downgrades I have ever seen. Right, I you know, I actually wonder. We maybe we could do a poll about cyberpunk. Like, um, what? I'm trying to think of how I would even phrase it. Like, what would it take? What would it take to get you back in? You know, just do people just want to see? Are they? Do people just want to see free DLC? Do they? Does it need like a complete No Man's Sky overhaul? Is it? Is it? There's no chance you're never coming back to it. Um, you're never going to be interested in it to begin with. Like, I'm just curious what it would take to get people to dive back in at this point. Because I, I wouldn't be surprised if you went back in time and told people that like No Man's Sky was going to completely evolve itself and become one of the best games. I, I think a lot of people back then be like, no, it won't it's garbage. You know, it's in such bad shape. Same can be said for Outriders. Outriders didn't necessarily have the same level of problems and bugs and the lack of a soul that that Cyberpunk has. It needs a complete overhaul, especially the AI. Um, I don't care what they do, I'll never support that game. Did you have that attitude about No Man's Sky, Eugene? Because, like, No Man's Sky was, was actually very rough, you know when when it came out and people thought similarly they boycotted they wouldn't support i remember people being like we shouldn't be playing promoting or talking about the game even once it started turning things around they were just like people were like no i'm not going to support that game i remember people literally arguing that it was going to set a bad precedent that we should basically cancel cancel no man's sky in essence cancel it don't let it don't let it have a chance and then and then just move on. They're like, oh, it sets a bad precedent. You enjoyed No Man's Sky at launch. Oh, you did. I played Outriders, never had a problem with it. Outriders definitely had uh, had issues, right? Lono, is this you? Six-year-old me. Uh, my tooth is loose. Wait, don't touch it. Let it fall out naturally, Dad. No, we we let her. We let her. We let my daughter wait until it's pretty loose before I try pulling it out. Because I'll be honest. 
It's gross. Pulling a tooth out's gross. My wife doesn't want to do it. That's my world. That's my department. And I, I don't like it. I do it because it's my daughter. If it was anybody else's kid, I'd be like, I don't know, have your brother hit you in the face with a Nerf bat or something, you know? <laughs> I don't like doing it. I don't like doing it. Uh, Takashi says, I fell in love with the idea of Cyberpunk. Fell out of love after playing it on the PS4 Pro. Actual crap. Sorry. Yeah. YOLO. Hey, peeps in chat. Anyone hungry? What's good, Takashi? Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, particularly, there's certain points in the game where I'd like to be able to make a certain decision, but the game won't allow it. Huh. D&D Dark Alliance, that's a game that needs a lot of love. D&D Dark Alliance needs to not be a beta. It's not even a beta. It's like an alpha technical test. It's it's not even ready for prime time. You know what I mean? I can't share food, but I can offer moral support. Got it. No Man's Sky was actually what was promoted in the months leading to launch. Yeah, you're one of the few people that agrees with me on that, Eugene, but the general public thought that it it should have been cast into utter darkness. You know what I mean? That's how he responds to anything we don't like now, right? That's just it. Like, get it out of here. Cancel it. Shut it down. Get the person fired. That that person that that uh that was did you guys see all that well you guys mostly probably aren't on twitter they sent out a joke that people got upset by at that share company they let the person go like they sent out a meme and it turned into a big firestorm of hate a lot of lot of a lot of the same actors that came after me and that person got let go some person landed their dream job and made a joke (laughs) made a joke on twitter People didn't like it. Cancel them. You know, it's not an opportunity to learn or have a conversation. Just get rid of them. And a lot of people treated No Man's Sky the same way. They were like, nah, get it out of here. Don't give it a second chance. Even today, even today, when I when I play that game, there are people that take that posture and that attitude. They're like, no, no one, no one should be giving this this game a chance. You know? Nobody should be letting this game have a comeback. It sets a bad precedent. Because if you look at like the reviews of, of No Man's Sky and Steam, I mean they've they've completely turned around their reputation, you know. No Man's Sky looked nothing like its marketing material pre-launch. Wasn't that the big issue with it? No, it graphically it looked exactly like it. I remember I remember when uh, Sean Murray was main stage for Sony, he had a bunch of the graphical stuff even turned off. You know what I mean? Um he had all that turned off he dumbed a lot of it down because all he wanted to show was like how uh how how they uh how they yeah, how you're like discover stuff and do stuff on the planets anytime Sean Murray showed and displayed gameplay it was exactly what the game was when we got it right there were a handful of interviews where he said things that people just ran with we've debated this up one side down the other well he promised multiplayer he told people five times in one interview, that's not the focus of the game. You shouldn't you shouldn't count on trying to meet people and interact with people. And when the guy finally berated him into saying, yeah, there's multiplayer, everybody ran with it. Oh, there's multiplayer. We're going to be able to go into the, into the solar systems together. You know what I mean? So... Didn't Final Fantasy shut down the first time uh, it launched? I don't really remember. 
If people have that mentality, then Destiny should be buried several feet down by now. Oh, a lot of people have that attitude about Destiny. They'll never give it a second look. They'll always hate it. They'll always criticize it. They'll always call it a dead game because it hurt their feelings five years ago and they never got over it, you know? It broke their heart, you know? It broke their heart. There is multiplayer. Well, at launch, there wasn't multiplayer and that was one of the main problems, right? I don't know why people are so quick to jump to hate something they haven't played yet. Well, at this point in time, Lunarberry, I don't think people are anxious to hate on New World. New World didn't get the greatest response from its alpha. They're doing a lot of press through paying streamers to promote the game, and it's not even out yet. And secondly, Amazon Games already had a failed launch with Crucible. So they don't have a great sp- they don't have a great, you know, runway to the game coming out i don't think people are just like needlessly being like oh i'm gonna hate on new world it's not even out yet it's like the alpha got a lot of criticism you know amazon's behind it and they failed with crucible and right now they're spending an awful lot of money to get people to promote the game and you can't play it right now unless you pre-order so that's got some people slightly concerned now obviously new world is taking a risk New World's taking a risk right now. If you pre-order the game, you can play the closed beta. And if you think it's a pile of garbage, then you can go and cancel your pre-order. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, that's risky. The fact that, like, hey, you want to play the beta? Yeah, just pre-order the game. You play the beta, and you're like, that game's a pile of trash. Everybody's just going to go and cancel their pre-orders. What percentage of people view video games as an arm's length business transaction and what percentage view it as some sort of weird uh, relationship? Seems like a lot in the second camp. Fiduciary. I, you know what I'm saying? This is rare. This is rare. I don't know what that word means. Fiduciary is a person who holds a legal or ethical relationship of trust with one or more other parties. Yeah, that's lawyer speak. Um... So, if you guys are a paying member, you can submit questions to have them show up on the screen like this. If you want to just interact with me in the chat, just make sure you're a subscriber. Hit subscribe and the bell button, and then you can talk in my chat. Uh, I, I respond to everybody as best I can, but to show up on screen, that is a, that is a feature for paying members. Um, how are we supposed to look at what's done with our money? Uh, okay, some test keys. At times, EU sleeps or works. He doesn't know that word. Can't trust him. (laughs) Uh, Why would you be able to play it if you don't buy it? People are going to find a way to scalp it anyway. No, people aren't going to find a way to scalp a game that's online. You need to pay for it. At this point, my concern is not that like, oh, you have to pay to play. The concern is they're trying to convince people to play it. They're trying to convince people to pay, pre-order, and get the game, and you can't even see it yet. Do you understand the difference? Imagine that this piece of paper has two sides to it. See the line down the middle? On this side is money spent and made before the product is out over here. Over here is money meant and spade and spent and paid the day that the game comes out, okay? If one side is fuller than the other, I get concerned. Why are you focusing so much over here? 
promoting, spending, getting people to pre-order. Game's not even out yet, right? Now, over here, if you want to spend a bunch of money on streamers to play the game when it comes out, that's different. That's them saying, let's get as many eyeballs as we can on this game. It's a good game. People are going to see it. They're going to want to play, and then they're going to go buy. Right now, they're spending, from where I sit, they're spending a disproportionate amount of money promoting the game, and it's not out yet. That, to me, is a cause for concern. The main reason that I'm interested is two reasons. The combat description and the fact that everybody says they've made significant improvements since the last alpha. Right? So, I, I, I am not, in any sense being paid to promote this game I'm covering it because it's new I pre-ordered it with my own money and I'll be playing it today and not getting a dime for doing so did they announce their budget for this game because with that logic that makes a lot of sense they didn't announce the budget no the game that touts itself as building a community long lasting invested relationships has more of a fiduciary duty to protect that investment true They've been showing videos of the alpha for months. It would be your own fault if you pre-ordered without knowing what the game looks like. Well, yeah, but I don't know. If you cancel your pre-order, will you cancel your pre-order if you don't like it? Ghostface, you cannot put punctuation at the end of question. That comma, Nightbot's not going to take your question. Um, I don't think I would cancel my pre-order, Ashley, just so I could cover it on launch date and track the differences that they've made. So the difference between what I play today and what launches in August, I would want to be able to say, here's all the things we ran into in the beta. Here's all the things I highlighted as problematic. Let's dive in day one and see what they did. I would keep my pre-order in order to play the game day one to show it off. I'm like, all right, let's dive in day one. Number one, it's just smart as as a YouTuber to be playing something that's new and relevant. Even if it's a pile of garbage, playing something that's new and relevant, covering it and reviewing it is a good decision. Now, I may play it then for an a- two afternoons and then walk away. Outriders, we played for a couple weeks and covered a lot of the different elements of the game and the end game and the grind and the legendaries and the weapons and everything else. So, I decided I would never pre-order games or software anymore. Pre-ordering can be smart, for hardware because that can run out software has an infinite supply so I'll wait for initial reviews I just pre-ordered this morning see different strokes different folks you know Outriders demo worked and then the release game was broken <laughs> it, it is funny it is funny how that one played out the, the, do you remember the division one demo and how successful it was and how much praise it got yeah we all thought it was great and then we played the division 1 launch and we were like this is great and then we got to the end game and we were like what in the blue frick is this (laughs) what is this (laughs) she said it on modern family the other day she's like what fresh hell is this (laughs) it made me laugh out loud oh it was so funny Oh, but like that's that's the way I felt. I was like, "What in the frick? Where's the end game? What what is this?" The Division One beta and the Division One campaign, great. And then you pull back the curtain on the end game, and you're like, "Are you guys even done back here? What's happening?" (laughs) 
Like you find him in the middle of the contract, you know? I only pay for really creative ones. I got scammed with some games. I mean, I think we've all been there. We've all bought or pre-ordered a game that didn't end up being what we wanted it to be. You know, my poll vote was no, so no pre-orders for me. Uh, but depending on Lono's showcase, I might consider jumping in after launch. No high hopes, though. Right. That Here, why don't we do that? 909 votes, almost 1,000 votes on the poll. Let's do a new poll. Since we're talking pre-orders, let's, let's see what chat. There's, there's almost 500 of you here. A lot of people here. If you're new and tuning in, this is a safe-for-work video game broadcast throughout the week where we cover gaming news, and today we're talking New World. Uh, what do you think of pre-ordering a game uh I don't do it uh ever I don't do it ever or how about this I never do it I never do it um I do it infrequently and then we'll add a third option I do it all the time Giggity. I never do it. I do it infrequently. I do it all the time. What do you think of pre-ordering a game? <laughs> so do you never do it? Do you do it infrequently or you do it all the time? No. Keep your minds out of the gutter. This is a serious question here <laughs> about video game pre-orders. So take the poll. It's in chat right now. I don't do it anymore. I've stopped pre-ordering. It depends on the dev and what you get for doing it. Really, Paul says a lot about you. <laughs> did I just hear giggity? You did. You did. You see what happened, Snow? I didn't even know you were back, and you just you brought it. You brought it with you. Yo, what's good, Hellfire? How are you? Only game I ever pre-ordered is Subnautica Below Zero. When's that coming out? Isn't that coming out soon? At what point does it become buying early versus pre-order? Aren't they the same thing? I don't understand. Isn't that the same thing? If I trust the dev, I'll do it. Like any Civ-related content for Axis wants to sell me, I'll pay uh, for it sight unseen. I did it once, and she didn't like it. Sorry, Hellfire. The Division 1 burned me. Yeah, see? See? Does this have anything to do with pre-ordering plastic discs? No, no. Just pre-ordering in general. Look at that, man. Chat's buzzing. It's flying. Do you pre-order games? You know, what do you think about it? Do you infrequently do it? Do you never do it? Um, never do it and I do it all the time or pretty much tied. I do it infrequently is blowing, is blowing the others away. So it seems that people still do it given the right circumstances. Weigh in if you want to turn the tide of the vote. Already 120-something votes. Almost 69 on I do it infrequently. So when I went to the cardiologist for my appointment last week... Um, the, of course, it was a, it was a young nurse, not like an old grumpy man. This like young nurse is weighing me, and they weighed me in kilograms, and it was like sixty nine. And I almost said out loud, sixty nine, nice, but I didn't. I bit my tongue. Now, if it would have been a dude, I'd be like, yeah, bro, <laughs> yeah, sixty nine, nice, high five. But I didn't. I I didn't do it. I just. Stood there quiet. <laughs> uh, so, 69 infrequently, unfortunately accurate. Yeah, it shouldn't be infrequent though, you know? Let's go to the next question. Neos says, 
Final Fantasy XIV had a pretty expansive free trial. Do you think New World could do something similar down the road to introduce people to the game who are maybe on the fence? I would refer to this as a late funnel. You need a le- you need a late funnel of some sort because in six months, if you want folks to come in and try the game, maybe you have a new season, maybe you what you know what whatever whatever it is you're trying to promote and do to reinvigorate the game and to get people to come back in. Well, you you need a, a what I would call an, a, a late funnel. It's late game funnel. You need people to come into the late game funnel, and that's a way to do it is with like a free trial. And New World could certainly do that. They could say, listen, come in, try it for a week or a weekend or whatever, and then if you like it, we've got this package deal. You can buy the game, you know, pre-packaged with all the seasons or whatever. Now, we don't know if they're doing any kind of seasonal or anything, right? We, we don't. We don't know. We have no idea what their monetization structure is long term. If it's going to be something that they they do seasonal battle passes, you know, no subscription fee. So, what's their long term plan for monetization? How are you making money three and four months from now to do server upkeep, updates, new content, DLC, new weapons, new whatever, anything that you're you know trying to put into the game? What? How are you? How are you putting, you know, money in the bank, basically? And so, they've not outlined that aspect of it, right? Uh, they've not outlined that aspect, and and so right now, the main thing they've been stressing is that it's great and good, and they've included a lot of of uh, of player feedback. That's been like their big push is that from the alpha to now, they've input, you know input a lot of player feedback. So it it remains to be seen if that feedback is 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 going to land in a way that you know puts the game in a, in, a, in a light of of praise, right? Buy some world coins to buy some cool skins. Yeah, I I actually think that's probably the most likely result here is that they're they're going to do some form of a cosmetic store to to keep it going. I tried a complete free one. They went broke in months. What there was um, what was it? It was Fable Legends was going to be totally free to play, and they canceled that. They canceled that project, and it was and, and I forget why. Paul, you were the one that told us why that got canceled. I I don't think it was because of market research. It was something else. Something with the engine or something. It was something in the background, some kind of decision making that caused them to just be like, nah, we're not going forward with this project. And they shut the whole thing down. It actually looked like a pretty promising game. They actually went to E3 and they actually went to E3 and showed the game off multiple times. Multiple, like two different years they went and actually had gameplay of Fable Legends to show to people. Can't wait for Lona to play Cyberpunk 2077 again. The fanboys are so get so mad. Oh, yeah. They hate... That's one of the best games to hate is because people will come in and make the most audacious claims about the game, you know? I'll definitely be pre-ordering Death Stranding and Ghost, but is that actually a pre-order? Yeah, that's different. That's different. That's like buying the next season of a show that you know you liked. It's the same cast, same same setting, same directors. Do you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's a little different. 
Maybe you should ignore important story elements and take phone calls. <laughs> uh, that guy was so mad. <laughs> he was so mad. I was like, I don't care. It's boring. It's just stupid. I did like when we were up in the up in the one corridor, like listening to the guy, and then we like watched him kill his dad. That was actually pretty well done. But there's also all those parts where you're like, you're sitting around waiting for somebody's audio cue to pick up. You're like, whose turn is it to talk? You know, I'm waiting for somebody to go line like they forgot their line. Like I'm in some improv troupe and they don't know their lines or something. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's rough. It's got some rough spots in it. It really does. It really, truly does. They, uh, (laughs) they gotta, they gotta, they gotta stream. They gotta streamline some of that, some of those audio ports because audio parts, because it's like, I don't understand. Like, how do you, how do you have entire sequences where I'm standing around waiting for a response? They're waiting for my response. And once I click mine or once the one guy talks, how is that not immediate, immediately procking the next person? That's one of the things I've never, I've never understood about those sequences. You know what I mean? Pre-ordering made sense when everything was physical media and you wanted to make sure that you could get your copy on launch date. Now that things are digital, it doesn't matter. The only reason pre-ordering digital might be in that in that lane, right? Of like, I want to make sure I'm ready. I want to make sure I have it. Is if preloading is like a super you know lengthy process. Like if it's a giant game and you know confidently that you're gonna want to jump in day one, you know, getting that getting that preload, I I can see that. You know, thirty thirty some odd gig game you want to make sure you're up and running and ready to go i had to completely reinstall mine last night i thought there was something wrong with my new world but i guess it was just checking to make sure if like this if like the servers were available you know um, allows for preloading too yeah sorry eugene i'll preload i'll pre-order either on release day or the day before or i'll pre-order on amazon to get into the beta and cancel after They've wasted money for coffee in uh, Star Wars The Old Republic more than Cyberpunk for the whole. I don't know what you're talking about. I do it for the night before preloading. It was terrible, especially on the PlayStation 4. Oh my gosh, the copying thing on PlayStation is horrible. It's it's truly awful. It's probably the only thing about the PlayStation that I don't like. Now, obviously, when you got the newer and the faster one, it's not as bad. But Gemini Christmas, it's 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 bad. It, I don't, I don't know why they're still doing that. That's what I'm saying. At some point, it's buying early and not a pre-order. Right, right. At some point, you're just buying it early. You know you want it. You know you're going to see the movie on Friday night. You've seen enough trailers to be convinced to see the movie, and you're buying your movie ticket three days early to ensure you have a seat. I, yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, pre-order is like buying sight unseen based on little info. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you've seen enough to consider a, an early purchase, like I said, like buying tickets to a movie that you know for certain you're going to see I I can see that yeah I don't have any questions in the queue after this one Um, if you guys want to continue asking questions about the new world beta uh, that we're playing today 
if you want to uh, switch to off-topic or more personal AMA questions. We've been doing that near the back half of the stream, and then we will be diving into the game this afternoon. We have a second stream scheduled for that. We'll do like the live redirect thing, just so the streams are shorter and more palatable. T. Grimm says, Cyberpunk was pretty, but discordant in its narrative. Is there a content infusion that could, in your eyes, salvage the narrative experience? It's crazy to think I, 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 when I say this, I'm not I'm not asking for something that I'm not like sitting here making like what I feel like is like an absurd demand. There are people that make demands of video games and I'm like, what planet are you on? They're never going to be able to do that. That's not even within the scope of possibility. And so I don't want that to sound like what I'm about to say, but I do feel like you almost need like a complete reset where everything is reworked. The story, the side quest, tying it all together. And I just don't think that's in the cards. There's a reason that No Man's Sky was able to do what they were able to do. If you compare No Man's Sky to Cyberpunk, No Man's Sky had a game that was like a giant playground container that they could put stuff in, and everything they added increased the substance and the depth and the playability of the game. Cyberpunk is incredibly different. Cyberpunk is a really, really crowded room and it's not been put together well. So it's really, it's really clumsy to navigate and putting everything and restructuring everything and rebuilding and shaking the foundation. I, I can't see, I can't see that being nearly as easy. There's a difference between saying, Hey, we can go into no man's sky and add substance. We can go into no man's sky and add new stuff. Like when they added the, the, the Artemis quest line. Well, there was nothing there that was brand new. That was like a newly added thing that they did, right? Newly added. You can't really do that in Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk has existing story, narrative, characters, dialogue, all of it. Side quests. And it's also loosely tied together. How? How do you bring it all together? It's not the same as adding to a vacant game it's a bloated game and all the pieces are thin and not and not well fitted together it's a very very different challenge i think that's actually like a really good comparison and contrast like why i could do an opinion piece on like why cyberpunk will probably never have its no man's sky moment you know not to mention up until probably the content within the past year everything was probably basically built before the flood not right Everything that No Man's Sky did was additive and made the game feel bigger and better and more substantive. Cyberpunk doesn't necessarily need an additive or even like a, what would it be? Is it multiplicative? Is that the other word? Like it's, it's more about going through and properly, it's more about division than it is about being it's more about subtraction and division than addition or multiplication. They have to go in and divide and subtract and thin and put things in better order and have it be more seamless. And I just don't think they can do it. I think it's too challenging. I think there's too much in the game already. Only way that Cyberpunk could pull it off, it would be it would probably need to be something that is additive like an entirely new DLC that that offers existing players a secondary 
like prologue story, but completely reinterprets the entire game for both old and new players. It basically becomes a new springboard, almost like a reset button. You know what I'm saying? Think about it like this. Remember what we always said about Anthem? Anthem needed to let you go to a section of the game like the Anthem of Creation and you'd walk through and essentially reset your entire game voluntarily to give you a fresh, new, completely restructured moment so that you started from a new starting place and then all the systems would be built around that new starting place. I feel like Cyberpunk needs to do the same thing. You, They could use the lore of the game to do it. You would like go to an NPC and you'd be like, you know, let's do this thing. Let's reset this thing. And you fu- and, and it completely resets your skills, your character. You start over from scratch. And the story, it's a whole new story. It's basically, and it's basically an epilogue. It's an epilogue for existing players and it's a new launching pad uh, for new players. So new players get this new experience that has this better starting point and this better structure and long-standing players can bring with themselves like the experience and the story and everything they've worked on but it feels more like a clean slate I don't think you can go into no, to, to, to Cyberpunk and give it its No Man's Sky uh, refresher course because there's too much in the game already there's too much in there, they'd have to go in and completely restructure and overhaul way, way, way too much if you're new to the stream and haven't taken our poll yet, 243 people have voted. 67% pre-order frequently, 17% never do it, and 16% do it all the time. That sounds about right to me. It's an even divide between the people that are like, I never do it on principle, and people that are like, I do it all the time, I don't really care. And then the big, fat, juicy middle, 67% are like, I do it infrequently. If it's the right game and I have the right information... I infrequently pre-order games. That makes that makes sense to me. Are there servers yet? I don't think so. Not for another like 50 minutes. We'll try to get in before we switch over to the other stream. That way we don't switch over to the other stream and have a bunch of problems. Remember when they said that the world of Anthem was meant to transform over time? Pfft, yeah. Yeah. Pay to win new world games not even out yet. How do you know it's pay to win? Where have you where have you seen or read any information on that? I think they would do uh, they would have done something like that if they were able to in Anthem 2.0, but EA happened. Oh yeah, they they had a whole thing planned for Anthem. Yeah, what were they gonna call it? like Anthem Genesis or is that what I called it? I think I called it Anthem Genesis. And I was like, that's what you would call it. You'd make it free, and they'd completely update everything. Yeah. And you'd go to, like, the Anthem of Creation and reset everything. And it'd be, like, a whole new timeline. Um, So you'd still be with your character and still have that history with everything. It was called Anthem Next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I called it Anthem Genesis. They called it Anthem Next. I thought Anthem Genesis sounded cooler. And you would call it, like, the Genesis Project. Like, we're going back to the beginning. Um, New World's not pay to win anymore. How was it pay to win? Was it pay to win in their in their uh, alpha, and they got a lot of negative press feedback, and they've 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 changed that. Um, some have spread the rumor from the test version, and not made for the public. Oh, 
Calling it pay to win because of the time savers. Oh, the XP boost. We did a video on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the um the the time saver boost that you could buy. Yeah, we covered that. Um Anthem's 2.0 isn't EA's fault. It pretty much came down to the fact that the uh, all the overhaul couldn't be free and they knew charging for it was going to be even worse. Yeah. Can't call it the Genesis Project. Con will show up. Amazon definitely heard the feedback about New World's paid in-game boosts. Oh, that should have been our lead story today. I didn't see this. That was two, That was yesterday. Amazon New World Creative Director David... Uh, verify file Um, hang on, I clicked on a video by mistake. Um, based around Dragon Age Discovery, kind of ID. Wait, hang on, hang on. Oh, definitely heard the feedback on the community regarding potential paid in game boost. Um, he was referring to the paid quality of life and experience boosters players found evidence during New World's concluded alpha test. The these suggested you might be able to pay for things like rested experience, which can help you level up faster, uh, as well as fast travel. Quote from this guy, uh, from David, he's the creative director. We recently made an announcement that there will be an in-game store that uses a premium currency you can buy for real money. The focus for that will be cosmetic items that you can use to enhance the visuals of your character. We have definitely heard the feedback from players. Our focus is we do not want this to be a pay-to-win experience. The emphasis is on cosmetics. That's all we will be doing at launch. At launch. Then, we're listening to players. We believe there is room for quality of life improvements in the game without crossing into pay-to-win territory. That is something we will not do. But we're going to be listening to players, making sure we are respecting them and not crossing that line. Uh, what kind of quality of life improvements someone asked Uh, things like additional storage could be something that we do the thing we would do we also want to be possible in game in game there is always ways to increase your storage but there are some people who may not have time or want commitment to do all the in game ways so these are ways for people who are less time available can keep up with players in certain aspects um these were encouraging signs, little things that set the game apart from other MMOs, which admittedly is very similar to low-level included combat, which required you to actively attack, block, and dodge, uh, like in an action game. There is one-on-one boss encounters early on with phases and attack patterns, and it really felt similar to a single-player game. Well, that's good. Uh, what I didn't like, though, was the clunkiness of movement. It felt like steering a wooden hobby horse around. Uh, the turning axle had a delay when changing directions, and the jump in the game is hilariously weak. You leap a few inches off the floor like a hurdler who won't clear their first hurdle. Though the ability to actually climb terrain somewhat makes up for this. Uh, you put this in news yesterday? Yeah, I missed it. Sorry, Barrier. Uh... It's a little concerning that he said at launch, though. You know, we're not going to do pay to win, but we'll probably charge for quality of life updates like increased storage um, for people that can't play a lot. Um, you know, that there's there's definitely an element um, of, you know, there's some potential there that that could ruffle some feathers and people won't like that. You know, I... 
there is the crafting bag with a subscription in Elder Scrolls. It's totally optional. But people have said, you don't want to not have that crafting bag. Um, so there's, there, there's a lot to be said for that. Like, if nobody's going to care that Elder Scrolls does it, then there's the potential that, you know, this is something similar that they do, completely optional. You don't need it, but it starts to feel like you're being squeezed if you don't have it. Like, if you don't have the crafting bag and Elder Scrolls Online, people have said that, that it actually makes the game pretty unplayable. So, at launch, should not have said that. Definitely should not have said that. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At launch, at launch. Um, there's bounty more than just cosmetic microtransactions in an MMO without a sub. Right. Like the way that Elder Scrolls Online does it is there's no subscription, but you can subscribe to the Crown Store. And you get, if you were just to go buy the Crown currency, you get more than that in the subscription package. So the value transmission in Elder Scrolls Online is incredibly generous. You get more crowns than you're actually paying for, and you get all the other stuff. So, you can also buy one time and that's it. Right. Fallout 76 said the same thing, and then they started selling power later. Right. Yeah. And obviously, we'll keep a watchful eye on it. We're going to play it today, we'll play it at launch, and we'll continue to keep an eye on whether or not we feel like they're selling power or they're crossing over into pay to win. I believe the servers go live in 45 minutes. We're going to try and dive in. So don't go anywhere. Click the like button if you haven't already. If you've enjoyed your time here today, click that thumbs up. Let's get 400 likes. If we don't harp on that, it'll kind of just stall out. So if you haven't clicked like yet, consider clicking like. If you haven't clicked subscribe, that's how you talk in my chat. If you want to click the join button or use the join command in chat, that's how you can get your question to show up on screen you do not have to be a paying member for engagement though um it's the same thing as stash tabs and uh path of exile i believe the servers go online for me in like 45 minutes so all right if you guys want to sort of convert q a into off topic or ama ask ask me anything you know more personal questions feel free to do that. We've been kind of easing into that style of content where I get a little bit more personal as we sort of anticipate potentially launching that personal uh, channel. So um, I'm going to go use the restroom. I'll be right back. I'm going to hit some ads. Consider becoming a member because we don't run a whole lot of ads on the channel and that's a way to support directly. Thank you to everybody who ordered coffee today. Also remember the shirt command. This shirt came from 80s Tees. The command today will take you to their video game collection, but you can use code LONO anywhere on the site for 30% off. All right, I'll be right back.
Sorry, chat. We had a we had a slight. Well, I didn't do it, but we were. My my son has this. It no longer has it. This terrible light fixture in his room. So the the previous owners put like really really you know weird light fixtures in all the rooms. And sure, they look fancy and cool, and you know you probably got them at IKEA, but. The one that was in his room was terrible because you had to like individually take out it had like 16 little teeny bulbs in it and so it looked cool you know you turn the fader up and down you get all these individual little like globe things and it just shorted out or something and so I went to replace the bulbs and it just didn't work like I had a brand new bulb took all the bulbs out put one in and it was like acting funny and so we got relatives here and we got somebody that was like, oh, I'll take it, you know, I'll take care of that for you. And I was like, okay, cool. Take it down, whatever. And they dropped one of the the bulbs and just, just shattered, went everywhere. So I was like making sure everybody was okay. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> I said, you did do it. What I wanted to do to it. I said, I wanted to break that thing. I was so frustrated with it. Like we spent the time to find the bulbs because they were very, very weird uh, light bulbs. So we found them, and then ordered them, and then I'm up there taking the whole dumb thing apart, and I put the bulb in, and it just doesn't work. You know what I mean? I was like, great! You know? So, my son has been without one. Now, we're, we're going to get him a ceiling fan, because he gets, he gets kind of hot in the evenings, and he has, like, one of the rooms in the house that has two outside walls. So his rooms, it's harder to get his room cool. Like, it cools down... Um, it, it it cools his room down. This is unquestionably, yeah. That that's that's who it is. That's who it is, creature. <laughs> yeah. So, um, should be a stream in six minutes from the devs. Yeah, but are they're they're streaming it over on purple, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to co-stream anything from that platform. Um, if they're streaming on YouTube also, then I, I'll, I'll co-stream it, but I won't co-stream anything that's on that platform. Um, so you can't change a light bulb? Is that what you're telling me? No, I can change a light bulb, you know? I, I, that's not, that's not hard, you know what I mean? Um, it, I literally would have had to buy a completely new fixture and install it and that's just not my world I don't I don't know how to do that that's I I'm I probably could figure it out but I don't really care to I'll just pay somebody else to do it you know what I'm saying um so <clears throat> and it's not even a light bulb it's not even a light bulb. It, it, it's, it's like this teeny little thing and you have to like twist and turn and pull it out and push one up and twist and turn and push it up in and it's got like 16 of them or whatever. If it's, it's a few screws and some wire nuts. Not to install a ceiling fan, I don't think. Anyway, I, 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 it's, it's getting taken care of. <laughs> uh, Ghostface asked a question. With uh, more, with more offering yesterday, do you think what the frick? I think you went free to play. 
With more free-to-play games launching like Ubisoft's offering yesterday, do you think game developers need to do more to provide innovative and imaginative game experiences? I think the biggest issue with free-to-play is that it's become an expectation, and I think it's really, really hard to get a free-to-play game off the ground. Think of all... If you had... Get out a dry erase board and write down all the challenges of a free-to-play game. Number one people have less of an incentive to continue play. Number two, it doesn't invite any sort of loyalty from day one. It's like, I'll just sample this. Your game's getting treated like a demo. Number three, your pricing structure has to be creative in order to actually sustain and launch the project, given that no one's spending any money day one. So, whoever your publisher is, and whatever your margins and your sales projections look like, you need to be pretty intelligent with your structure and your monetization. There's just a list of challenges free to play. And it's and everybody just sort of expects it now. There's like, "Oh, I just expect it." You know, it just should be free, especially in the PVP world. Like, I'm genuinely curious what what Battlefield is going to do a few months in to maintain their new player funnel because you're expecting people to buy a full price game that's multiplayer only. You know, uh, I kind of think they meant to type what they type, but I was confused about that too. Um, oh, he's saying me too, as in it's not an original; it's just another version. Oh, I'm not real fond of that word of that of that phrasing. Anyway, that whole movement is nothing more than cyber terrorism <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Let's just destroy people with a hashtag um yeah I, I, I this is something that I think let's ignore that it's free to play and let's just say it's another game that we've already played before right in general in general they're targeting an audience that makes sense but also you're setting yourself up it was like when it was like when the division set their sights on the Destiny fan base. Boy, oh boy, you better be ready. That's like saying I'm gonna I'm gonna I think we've got enough meat on the bone here for these piranha infested waters. No, you don't. No, you don't. You better have like eight more cows in the boat. No, you're gonna get your video game is gonna get shredded. So if you if you target the Call of Duty audience that maybe is sick of Warzone or doesn't like Warzone, they want the Call of Duty arena experience again and they're not getting it, but maybe they also like abilities or whatever. Again, that's a real dangerous gauntlet to, to, to run through. I, 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 don't, I don't necessarily know if you want to appeal to those people because that audience is going to be rough and ravenous and, you know what I mean? The true challenge with free-to-play is accepting that uh, the fact that nothing is free, right? So, I, in 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 many cases, I think that game companies are struggling at this point in time with a very very particular challenge, and that is uniqueness and broad appeal. How can you make something that is unique and has broad appeal? How do you do that? Because if you make it too unique, then people are going to be like, the frick is this? This is weird. 
you know, I harp on games that try to be unique with their control scheme. No one's impressed that you put sprint on another button. Innovate on something else, okay? No one's like, oh man, you know what was really memorable? How they put sprint on a separate button, so I kept doing the wrong thing. That was real innovative. No. Accept the default control schemes of the last decade and innovate on something else, right? And they start innovating on all this stuff and make a really, really unique game. Broad appeal won't be there. It just won't. People are like, I don't want to play a game like that. It was weird. I've never, I've never played, I've never played a shooter like that. I've never played a game like that. And so you don't have that broad appeal. So what games end up falling prey to, and they fall into the trap of, as you're saying, they end up just being samey. It's just another, just another thing, just another arena shooter, just another, just another, and then it just gets compared and eviscerated. You know. That's Design 101, the balance between novelty and familiarity. Yeah, how do you do it? Established franchises struggle with this. How do you stand out and evolve and make the game feel fresh without people saying, it's not the same game anymore? It's not. I don't, I don't, it happened a Call of Duty. Well, you can run on walls. You can double jump. And everyone's like, I don't want to do that. Give me boots on the ground. How many Call of Duties in a row did people say, just another Call of Duty just the same as the last it's just the samey samey same 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 every every game is facing that problem of balancing uniqueness and broad appeal you need broad appeal to generate sales and support the project you need uniqueness to stand out and not be white noise and I, it's a freaking tightrope walk at this point how do you even enter the shooter landscape right now how do you do it what what in the world are you going to do if it's not if it's not familiar enough if it's not familiar enough people won't like it if it's too familiar then people will think it's bland and they've played it before that happened to me i think the most recent gears of war game is the best example on how to stay true to their roots while innovating the gears before that i think it was what gears 4 i was like i've played this game before I have played this game before. I've fought these enemies. I've sat in this cover. I have played this game before. It's like a version of new video game deja vu. It doesn't feel all that new. And then the newest Gears, they actually did a really, really good job innovating. Now, near the end of the game, they really rushed the ending and it got kind of set piece. And it was like, I've played this game before, but 80% of the game felt new, right? They're streaming the dev stream on Twitter if you want to co-stream it from there. Um, hang on. Oh yeah, they are. They're live on Twitter. Mm-mm. Okay. It doesn't want to play for me on Twitter. Oh, there it goes. Okay, hang on a second. 
They're also live on Facebook. I forgot my password when I turned, you know. <laughs> I was going to make it a mean joke. Thanks, Mama. Okay. Yeah, we're. I wasn't logged in on this machine on on Twitter. Okay. Uh, do 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 do. do. They're doing some stream. They're showing off fishing. Combat system, perfect timing. We also heard your comments about the combat system. When you embark on your journey in Eternum, you will experience fewer interrupts. Your attacks will feel faster and more responsive. The hit registration has improved and the weapon masteries have been revamped. In addition to all of this, the closed beta experience will give you a first taste of expeditions. Earlier this year, we introduced the first of many expeditions we have planned, Amrine Excavation. Expeditions will act both as a way to progress through the levels and to learn more about the deep lore of Eternum. As you complete these experiences, you will also be rewarded with unique loot only found in expeditions. We'll have six expeditions at launch, with more to come as we continue development. Just like in the preview event, we want to hear from you. As we draw closer to New World's launch, we are still refining and polishing the game. With your help, we will hone in on the most important features. And our work together doesn't just stop with the beta. We plan to continue this conversation well past launch and for years to come. Please reach out to the team through our forums with your ideas and suggestions. We check those forums regularly and always take your ideas into consideration. And to show our dedication to this matter, We'll go over your feedback and our responses to it in our next developer update. In addition to our closed beta, we're also enabling Twitch drops for everyone streaming under the New World category for the duration of the event. Eligible viewers will receive an exclusive reward at launch to commemorate their involvement during the closed beta. All you have to do is link your Steam account to Twitch and you'll be notified once you're able to claim it. To stay up to date on future live streams and game updates, be sure to follow us on all of our socials at Play New World, or check us out on our website, newworld.com. There you'll find posts on patch notes, upcoming features, news, and overall updates to the game. This is just the beginning. We have plenty more in store for you all, and we can't wait to share it as we get closer to launch. Lastly, if you're a creator and you want to do more with us, be sure to join our creator program. As a member, you'll unlock benefits like early access to future content, giveaway codes, exclusive swag, promotions, and so much more. You'll also have direct access to our development team to collaborate on ideas for the future. Closed Beta also kicks off our thrilling Twitch campaign, The Battle for New World. Streamers from around the globe will compete to keep their team atop the leaderboards. Watching Battle for New World might even earn you a special reward. Check out all the details on this epic fight over at newworld.com. 
As we wrap up this broadcast, we want to thank you for joining us on this exciting day. The team has begun the process of setting our servers live now. Stay tuned on our social media channel for updates. As a reminder, the Battle for New World begins today, which will feature some of your favorite streamers as they commence their journey to conquer Eternal. Check in here as we host them during the entirety of closed beta. Before we hand it over to the streamers though, let's take one more look at that trailer. Good luck, have fun, and enjoy your journey through Eternal. There you go. <clears throat> I do think it's cool. I do think it's cool that they're doing um, the... Why is it not cropped properly? Oh, there we go. Um, they're doing like the creator thing like you can apply. I think they're going to play nice with purple streamers because it's Amazon. And they, I don't know how much they'll do with YouTubers. The thing that caught my attention in that stream, that broadcast, was when they said they had worked on the combat, and then they showed a guy, like, he he, he, he swings, and then he, like, rolls away to get away from the enemy, like, creating that action, that action game feel, so it doesn't feel so MMO, like, rigid. So I, I have it installed and I'm ready to go. We'll we'll finish. We'll finish eating here and then we'll we'll try to get in. We can pass the time. There's gonna be a queue more than likely. 
servers will likely kind of struggle, and we'll, we can pass the time with Q&A. We've got some questions right now. You got it installed, Wheeze. You're in a 31-minute queue? Wow. What am I eating? I forget the brand name. They're like these chicken sausages you can get at Costco. They're really good. Better get in queue. Yeah, I guess we better do that instead of sitting on Q&A. I can still read your questions. They just won't be on the stream. We, um, once we're in, once we're in, we'll switch to the other stream. Like, I'll give you guys a link and we'll do live redirect. I don't want to stay over here too long. Um, we got some time here. If we, if the streams get longer than four hours, I can't use them. I can't use them for audio podcasts. Um... I guess that's fine. You only have one character in the Arcadian New World set. If you want to play in another Arcadian New World, you will delete this character in Muscleheim. Muscleheim. If you have friends playing in another Arcadian New World, you will not be able to play with them. I can't Estimated queue time is 12 seconds. Population. Where are you guys trying to go? Players in queue 11. I understand. I'm not going to be picky.
stories you've heard, they don't tell the whole truth. The island is indeed the place of legend. There's power and vast riches as well. But those who've gone before you have simply vanished, never heard from again. I saw the horror, the madness that overcame the crew. It was beyond any evil the world has ever known. How I survived, I do not know. The contents of this box are not of this world. They will guide you to that one, wherever and whatever that may be. Go then, Captain. Charge your course and your fate. I will say a prayer for the souls of your crew. Okay, so we're in. Uh, I didn't expect that. Um, I literally thought we were gonna be in a in a uh, a queue. Um, yeah, I've gotten Costco stuff before. I prefer the butcher. Just going to a local butcher. Oh, the queue is after this. We're NA East. Um. Okay. Gotta love when a plan goes wrong. Well, we... Yeah, the dilemma is... I don't want to switch to that other stream and then sit in a queue... So I suppose we should we should make our character and then once we get in we can we can switch to the other stream and then I wanted to also like record like the first 20 or 30 minutes for the gaming channel. Um mm. Ugh. Uh so I guess let's take a look here. All right. You gotta find a face that looks like me. We can change the skin tone after. That's close. That's closer, but the nose is kind of hurting. All right, that's probably the closest. That corner up there. Um, 
Character creator seems iffy. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, if the beginning of that past broadcast is just me sitting in a queue, my queue is going up in time. Um, that's the biggest concern, is that we're going to go over and do that, and then that past broadcast is just literally going to be me sitting in a queue. Uh, the faces look like they're characters from Shrek. Alright, here's what we're going to do. Um... I'm going to give you a link of where we're going. Live redirect should work. Um, it should work. This is a little funky. If if your queue is going down. Yeah, if, if streams get too long, YouTube kind of treats them kind of weird. So we're going to go over to the new stream because the new stream is strictly gameplay. This is typically how we do it. We do a talk show and then... Um, we do gameplay in the afternoon. So click the link in chat, and when we end here, it'll ask you if you want to come with us. Come with us. That'll be that'll be how you do the live redirect, all right? It's just going to be a second stream on this channel, right? And if you need to go back and refresh, you can go back and refresh the, uh, the main channel. It'll be the featured video. Uh, I'm changing that now. I'm changing the featured video, all right? All right, I'll see you guys over there in the other one.